Yeah. So I got my bow tie on, yeah I could be chillin' now So I got my dad hat on, yeah Wow, wow I could be chillin' now So I got my dad hat on, yeah I could be suitin' up So I got my bow tie on, yeah Dad hats and bow ties Dad hats and bow Dad hats and bow ties Dad hats and bow I could be suitin' up so I got my bow tie on, yeah. I could be chillin' now. So I got my dad hat on, yeah. Dad hats and bow ties, dad hats and bow. Dad hats and bow ties, dad hats and bow ties. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Dad Hats and Bow Ties. I'm your co-host, Distinguished the God. It's the kid XAB. It's your guy D Flow. Nah. Nah, 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 all right, nah. all right, all right. So, ladies and gentlemen, we are back with the madness. Updates on the coronavirus. Updates on your favorite artists. Who's dicking out who? Who's eating who's butt? We here. <laughs> that has some bow ties, baby. All right. Um. So, does anybody have an all man moment? Um. I'll save mine for last because my shit is just retarded. <laughs> I'm really convinced that my job, my job, just don't really give a fuck about nobody's health. I'm really convinced. <laughs> they still on that bullshit, my nigga. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's way more bullshit now, bro. It's I can't even say some of this shit on this podcast, but I'm gonna just give one scenario. That's wild. Yeah. Um. Yeah. All man moment. Do I have an all man moment this week? Um. Uh. Well, I I, I attended a funeral yesterday, so that was a oh, all wow. man wow. moment That's for sure. Serious. Funeral, funeral, funerals are still happening, bro. Yeah, you just that. Well, one, it was a the funeral home was directed by a friend of a family so they kind of gave us like a little okay. bit of a pass but also on top of it um you can't have a funeral it just can't be more than 10 people in the room at the same time and only one person mm. can go to the gravesite um to to deliver the body oh okay wow one person <laughs> shit when when i when when i when i went to a funeral the funeral for um for yeah. D-Flow, you know, for, for Kelly's brother. Um, I think only 10 people was allowed to go. And when we was in the home, they had everybody sitting apart. And they was basically telling people, if y'all not sitting apart, we're going to cancel the funeral. I was like, oh, and it was dead ass serious. I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, was, yeah, nah, so it was... That was a little... It was back. a pretty small funeral, for sure. It, um, But, you know, it is what it is. My yeah. other all-man moment was with this fucking equipment that i finally have that hopefully when this shit uh gets printed sounds really good Mm -hmm. but um the damn the mic and the 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 interface Mm -hmm. bundle was supposed to be here on i think i said i told you guys tuesday yeah so tuesday comes along shit ain't pop up so i'm checking ups so the for the longest time, it's just saying in route, in route. Then finally, at like 8 p.m., oh no, my fault, at like 5 p.m., it was like, oh, um, the address was wrong. We'll, we'll come back tomorrow. So I'm checking. I'm looking at everything. Address look good. So I'm like, okay. Next day, same shit. So I seen the UPS niggas 
Wednesday morning. I'm looking these niggas in their face. They, no, Tuesday morning. My fault. I'm looking these niggas in the face. They look at me in my face. And I'm like, yo, y'all niggas got, like, in my mind, I'm like, is it illegal for me to pull up on these niggas and be like, yo, y'all niggas got a package? I so I was like, you know what? I'm bro. just going to leave it alone. I definitely want to see them outside. I'm like, normally walk my ass down to the lane. Yo, something for, something for this nigga right here. <laughs> I don't play no games with these niggas, man. So I was contemplating. I was like, yo, should I just pull up on these niggas? I was like, nah, I'm going to just go do what I'm doing. So I'm like, yeah, they, these niggas about to drop my shit off. So I get back to the crib. I see no packages. So I'm like, all right, cool. So I go to the doorman. I'm like, yo, my pack, is there a package for me? He's looking. He don't see none. So I'm like, all right, I'm tight. Go back upstairs. Go to the tracking app. Look at the shit. The shit say they got the wrong address again. So I'm like, yo, what the fuck is wrong with these niggas? So I put the the address in. They have apparently they had 69 Turner Place. Now I know my address. I know a nigga did not put that in there. So and like I didn't put no 69 in nothing. Right. So um so yeah. Right. That was that. Trying to get, get the right address in there. <laughs> and uh yeah. Yeah, well, so that was my second all man. I got an all man, son, and it's with. I told y'all niggas earlier I got the uh, washer dryer set. So I'm trying. Um, I went back to Home Depot to get this fucking um, this damn conversion, yeah. this conversion shit for the um, to connect it to the faucet inside the the bar area there. So, boom, I go to the Home Depot up by where I'm at here. Get there, these niggas say it's sold out. They ain't got no more. I'm like, bet. So I'm like, all right, where? It, um, I asked the dude there. I'm like, yo, can you check if there's any available at the other Home Depots? So he tells me, he's like, yeah, there's one over on, um, there's another, there, there should be 25 at the one 50 minutes away. And then there's another 40 at, um, Gateway. So boom, I hopped in my, I hopped in the car, went over to the fucking Rockaway over by the by the aqueduct there, the Home Depot by there. These niggas ain't got none, son. So I'm just like, yo, <laughs> my nigga, they said y'all niggas had 25, my nigga. He's like, this, <laughs> this nigga looks at me and be like, you know they be stealing them sometimes, bro. I don't know what to tell you. And I'm like, my nigga, like y'all niggas don't keep track of your inventory, son, like. Like come on, and it's a it's a it's a it's a like an adapter. So it has the screw for the for the for the holes on one end, and then it's like a a little clip adapter that clips onto the top of the faucet. So it's nothing big, nothing more than like two inches big and one inch wide, right? So I'm like, all right, bet, cool, fuck y'all niggas, I'm out of here. I was bro, I was already waiting outside in the fucking line for like twenty minutes, my nigga. Oh nah 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 these these lines be a little, a little ridiculous lately. First of all, my yeah. nigga, side sidebar, my nigga. I went to Costco Sunday, my nigga. Yeah, I don't I know if I can get Costco, my nigga. The line is a fucking around the corner, my nigga. Around the my, fucking corner, my nigga. Corner. Why would you do that? Why would you go to? You don't go to BJ's or Costco's at this point in time because it's you're not getting in there until th- Thursday if bro, you went there Tuesday. Bro, like, it the was line is it crazy. was ten oh three in the morning. They open at ten. How the fuck? How the fuck? This niggas had a line around the corner, bro. What's going on, son? I gave up, son. I just was like stopping shopping. This fuck all these niggas. And 
So boom, bro. When when you when you see the pictures in the history book about the Great Depression <laughs> and niggas standing on line, son, you look at that shit and you was like, damn, it was rough for them. It niggas. was rough. We bro. them niggas now, bro. I looked at. <laughs> we are the niggas. I now. pulled into the Costco line, the Costco parking lot, son, and I was just like, oh nah, these niggas is wild if they think I'm finna stand in this line, and the shit wasn't moving. So anyway, so so boom, I leave the second Home Depot, my nigga. Go to fucking Gateway. Stand in line at Gateway for another fucking 20 minutes. Get in there. And these niggas tell me they ain't got nothing either, son. So now I'm tight. Now I'm tight, tight. This is my third Home Depot, my nigga. I'm furious now. So I'm I'm like, yo, y'all niggas about to find this shit. Y'all niggas about to go in the back, (laughs) look for this shit, my nigga. These niggas told me I had 40. Don't fuck around with me, my nigga. I need clothes to be washed. (laughs) What the fuck is wrong with y'all niggas? I'm in there and I'm tight, bro. I'm bro, I'm big mad. I'm not even little mad. I'm big mad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tight. Yo, I'm bad hype set about yo, we about to get this laundry done. I done spent fifteen hundred on this shit. Nigga, I'm trying to get some drawers washed. And y'all niggas gonna tell me y'all don't have a fucking adapter. I ordered this shit from y'all niggas. Y'all don't even ship it with the fucking adapter. And now I get here trying to get this fucking adapter. Y'all gonna tell me, well, you know everybody trying to get their washing machines right now. Fuck y'all niggas and y'all shit. Order the motherfucking thing. Yeah, nobody want to hear that. So yeah, that, that was don't my want to hear all that man. bullshit. That was my old man moment, man. Now I gotta go. Now back that there. reminds me, I huh? Nah, I'm saying that reminds me. Of, I went shopping on uh on Sunday or Saturday, one of them days. <laughs> I don't all the lot all the days are blurred, but uh, <laughs> one of them days, and I went to a Target, and every time. Every time I go get something essential, because I know we're going to be in this bullshit for a little bit, I, I tend to get myself like a game or something like that, just, just to add to the collection, because I know we're going to be here for a while. So I go to this one Target, and I'm like, all right, the new My Hero Academia joint came out. And I'm like, at first I wasn't going to get it, but mad niggas online hyping the shit up, doing mad combos <laughs> in my face. So now I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, all right, let me, let, me, let me pick this joint up real quick. Let me see what it's about. So I go to the tar. I, of course, I'm trying to be efficient. So nigga did the same thing you did. I'm online first, and I'm like, all right. The store says it got about it got it's in stock. So I'm like, all right. Before I go out there, I want to make sure everything's in stock. So I'm like, boom, go out there, get what I need to get. And now I'm in the in the fucking game section, salivating at the mouth, like yeah, I'm about to get these shits. Go there. They don't got nothing in stock, boy. Nothing so I'm like, in all right. fucking stock, my nigga. What? <laughs> My, bro, yeah. listen. Y'all niggas gonna stop playing. I, I know we in I know we in rough times right now. You feel me? I know niggas niggas is trying to do what they And I know do. niggas sound spoiled. Niggas sound spoiled. I get it. Fuck a spoil, my nigga. We all trying to occupy our time wisely, sir. So at the end of the day, I don't know if these stores just ain't trying to replenish quick enough or just more niggas is buying random shit. But I feel like these niggas be hold. I feel like these niggas be. Ha- I be jumping in my conspiracy bag. I feel like these <laughs> niggas be holding the fucking items in the back and they don't want to give it to nobody. Like, like, that's what I feel. Be Once them shits get way, down bro. to like ten, they get down to ten inventory. They're like, all right, pack them shits up, put them in the back, put them in the Ain't back. Nobody getting these. Ain't nobody shits. getting these shits. We gonna hold this out in case the apocalypse comes and we gotta sell them for higher prices. What the fuck? Put the shit <laughs> out and bro. order more. Like. God fucking damn it, man. Stop playing. But yeah. 
But yeah, man. That 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 that's that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my um my arm man basically is so since since this pandemic has happened, guys, my job hasn't reached out to none of the coworkers at my site to ask if anybody was okay. My job mm. within the last two weeks just started bringing masks, bro. Just started bringing masks. Um, That's wild. Yeah, That's crazy. yeah, son, it's crazy. Um, and with the mask that they bring, you would think that this company would get like the more efficient mask. Like we got some regular shit that nigga we doing the we doing the spray test, and now nigga the the mist is going out of the mask. I'm just like yo. Mm. These ain't even the proper masks we should have. And me, I'm the only person at my site that I drive to work. So me interacting with people is like limited. The only time I'm really around people, bro, is when I go to the supermarket. And I have finally succumbed to just wearing that fucking mask because it's just too much niggas with the mask on. I'm just like, we in a mask on town now. Like, if you got your mask off, nigga, niggas is canceling future forever because of your dumb ass. So well, it's it's mandated now too. Well, yeah, you know? yeah. So yeah, I, I don't I don't want no problems with no no yeah, no, no nobody smoke. No, no nothing. Smoke, just sir. cut the shit off. Um, so the all man is, I was supposed to be relieving somebody from one of their days, and they were gonna do a switch with me. Management get got in contact with the coworker and was like, "Hey, um, we can't do the switch because that coworker is gonna be um over forty hours." Meanwhile, I've been at this job for half a year. I've been part-time. But I'd be feeling like I'm a full-time nigga because I'm always helping niggas out. So when he was like, yeah, the other co-worker is going to be over 40, I'm like, bro, at this stage in the game, you should just be concerned about if the shift is going to be covered or not. Niggas is worried about her going uh, her going over, like I think, an extra two or three hours for the week. I'm like, meanwhile, there's other people that when they hire them, They've been there for a very long time. They've been cutting mm-hmm. other people's hours to accommodate other people based on relationships that I think, I could be wrong, that it appears that these relationships have gone outside of work. So it's mm-hmm. no longer work-related. So I learned this week, bro, that when I reach out to certain management, they don't reach out to me. Because they feel like they don't have to. Other people that don't look like me, they will reach out to them. Mm. They will reach out. And I learned legit in this week that if I reach out to management that's like white, if I reach out to management that's like Spanish speaking, they reach back out to me quicker with my concerns, bro. People that Mm. look like me on the job, bro, management, bro, they don't reach out to me. I was like, wow. That's crazy. Is it a you do you think it's attached to that situation that happened previously? Um, a part of me feel like it is, and the other part of me feels like um they will only reach out to me when they feel like it. And if I'm reaching out to them work related, um, they will feel like they probably don't have to as much. So it's like when they reach out to me, they're expecting me to reply and, and get back to them, which I do. But if I reach out to them, bro, it's crickets. It's crickets. And it literally was crickets, bro. Bro, I had to forward an email to other management just to get something done. And they was like, oh, wow. We're sorry that we're just getting to this, but we'll get on the ASAP. Meanwhile, I'm like, yo, this email is almost three weeks old. And this is like an urgent matter. 
make sure you just documenting all of that. All because, of that, like you said, when when a, another urgent matter happens and the, the fingers start getting pointed, it's gonna be that particular person that has to answer to why they're not uh, getting back to you in a timely manner. Yeah, and just like you said, I mean, especially. Especially in this climate, because it's like, what if you reaching out to him to be like, yo, I got that thing. I got the corona. That's what I was saying. Like, and and you don't answer me back. So it's like, all right. So if if anything, God forbid, happens on this job, like, is I I do your negligence may leave the company at a at a um disadvantage where they they can be at fault. So I just think. I just think when people get in certain positions, and I feel like this is a generalization, when people get into certain management positions, they feel like they could slack off. They feel like they don't have to do as much as what they did to become in that position. When they're there now, they just get comfortable. They don't, you know, they get a little complaints. They actually feel like they're above certain stuff. Like, that's above me. I got to reach out to him right this second. Meanwhile, it's like, no, you actually got to reach out to me more than ever now or make sure that you are replying on time because shit could be crazy. I mean, it's... It's a 50-50 thing because, I mean, it it sounds like in this particular statement, you're like 100% right, but it is 50-50 with with management because a lot of times when people get into a management position, Mm -hmm. their responsibilities change. Mm -hmm. And when their responsibilities change, part of it is if they don't get the proper training, and I don't think a lot of companies train in management because training in management is actually very hard. It's not an easy thing to teach someone how to be a manager. Like management is 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 highly associated with leadership and you can't teach leadership. You you can obviously give people the tools and tell them what to do to become a better leader, but leadership has a lot to do with with team chemistry. It has a lot to do with how much someone respects you and enough to like have them tell you something and and things like that. And a lot of people don't know how to do that. A lot of people when they get into a management position, they they try to be everybody's quote unquote boss, where they think that they could boss people around or they could just tell them what to do and they're their pawns and they're the final say in what needs to happen. But that's not what a manager is supposed to be at all. Like you're saying, a lot of it has to do with with supervisor. To me, is a better title. I like I I'd rather be called the supervisor than somebody's boss because supervisor is really what you're supposed to be doing, or at least part of what you're supposed to be doing, and that's making sure that everything is running and working smoothly on both ends from the top and from the bottom like so if you as a worker are having issues then you come to me as your supervisor and I help you navigate those issues it's not for me to go and boss you around and be like yo we'll figure that shit out like that's your job and a lot of people look at management and and do that job in that capacity so fact. yeah, it sounds like homeboy is is in that mold where he thinks, well, I'm your supervisor, so I get to you, I get to you when I get to you, but make sure you get to me whenever I hit you up, cause <laughs> and that that ain't it. Jeez, Speaking about that, that, ain't it? So I was a uh, I was on a conference call last night, and yo, first of all, shout out to Zoom and all of these webinar app services, because I know that they're seeing a crazy influx of not only people, but people becoming members and paying that $20, $25 fee and businesses picking that up. Cause uh, that's going to be the wave that's of the future. Going to be the wave of the future. Um, 
a lot of different types of Zooms is going on. So I was on a Zoom last night with a radical organization called Uhuru, you know, Touch One, Touch All. Shout out to my guy, Feist. Um, anyway, mm -hmm. I was on the conference call and there's, there was a lot of conversations that came out of it. But one of them that I wanted to touch on the podcast with today was this idea of capitalism versus socialism. Uh, so socialism. So the pros, cons, where are we? Are we somewhere in the middle? And, you know, which would have been benefited or benefits the United States in the long run? So I wanted to ask you guys and our listeners, of course, why capitalism for America or why socialism? Why? Why not? I I guess I'll go first really quick. Um I think the I I think a capitalistic society works in this environment here because it's also what allowed this country to become a superpower. So, you know, for people like us, a capitalistic world works for people like us because it allows us to profit off a skill and enable us to actually thrive off of it to be honest with you so you have to be a bit more realistic when it comes to certain things like that because i believe in a in a heavily based entrepreneurial system capitalism works the finest for it so i'll go with capitalism in this particular in this particular environment it works the best Okay. And um, it allows us to also pick what we want in terms of in terms of the ability to choose the type of lifestyle you want to live. Mm. So if you want to pay for a certain health care, you could. If you want to pay to get your tits done, get your ass done, go to that private doctor. This environment allows us to do that. And you could go to whoever you choose to go. So, you know, things like that are beneficial in this society. So any any type of any type of habit that you have, it could be suited in this type of environment because you could just pay for it. Yeah, I would just add to it. So I think in order to really have the conversation, especially for the viewers, you gotta kinda break down the two. So in essence, and I'm being I'm not going into much detail. Um, but in essence, capitalism, like Flo was mentioning, is based off of uh, economy and an idea that you are in charge of your destiny. It's a free-flowing economy, meaning you can buy and sell as you please. Um, and you it's really based off of the rootness of capital, like being a capitalist and capitalizing over something. So if the idea is if you have a product and the product is good and you sell the product at such and such price um, and people are willing to buy it, then you have the right to do that. Now, if somebody else comes along and they improve upon that product and that product is better and maybe they undercut you in the price and everybody flocks to them, then that it is what it is like. It's a free market. People can do what they need to do to sell whatever goods. And if there's a demand for it, they will be rewarded for it. And if there isn't a demand for it, then you will fail. So that's basically like the idea behind capitalism is I have an iPad and I'm selling it for 
two hundred dollars and everybody wants to buy it. But then my homeboy, he finds a gold mine of iPads and he's able to sell them for a hundred dollars. Um, he can do that and everything is good. With socialism and like and like Flo was saying with capitalism is you have the ability to buy whatever you want. You have the ability to live wherever you want. You have the ability. There is no cap to how much money you can make. Like you can become a billionaire. Um, And so in terms of what America is, America is definitely in between. There is as much as we like to just glorify the capitalistic side of our economy. There's a huge portion of our economy, especially after FDR which is a lot which has a lot of socialism elements in infused in them whether it's welfare whether it's bailouts for banks because when we oftentimes we highlight these socialist uh programs quote unquote as we like to call them we always talk about the ones that are for the poor people and make it seem like it's a negative thing but we've been doing socialist things with fucking big companies for forever like the 2008 bailout was socialism, but it was for big banks and we called it something different. We called it a bailout, but it's on both sides. So we definitely have a hybrid economy of socialism and communism. Now, purely socialist is the idea of like the economy is state run. Um, so naturally, there are certain things that can be capped to some extent and essentially the the essence of it is kind of like the government provides most of the necessities for the people. So the government is in charge of health care. The government is in charge of other things like that. And because of that, I would say the con to, to socialism is, let's say your government is, it has a, it has a cap. Uh, GDP, which all governments do. Um, and that cap does not allow for them to give everybody cancer treatment. So you get the you get the cheapest cancer treatment that only gives you a 30 percent survival rate because that's all the government can afford. Versus America, where it's based on like if you're able to make a certain amount of money, you can get the best cancer treatment that might give you a 70 percent chance rate of survival so instead of the government telling you basically yo everybody's getting this this cancer drug but there's only a 30 percent survival people in america a lot of them can be like all right well i make this amount of money and i can afford to get the better drug that's on the market so um there's that would the main con with socialism is is like one the government is in charge of things and two they're it, because the government is in charge of things, there can, there can be gaps or, or, or caps, rather, on certain things that don't give you the freedom to buy or become. You, It's almost like a class system, like you're stuck in a certain class. You don't have the freedom to move out that class. And in America, at least in an idea, because there are times where everybody's stuck in a class system, too. The poor still end up being poor at the end of the day. But the idea behind the capitalist uh, society is that if you had nothing and you work hard, you can become anything by the end of that that time of working extremely hard. Um, so that's the pro, and that's why a lot of people like the capitalist society because that freedom is there. And a lot of these other 
socialism, communism, a lot of those other isms um, don't allow for that movement. I mean, just to be also slightly clear, I don't think there is any real socialist country out there because a, a lot of countries, even if they're completely government ran on the on the social services in terms of healthcare, education, and um, you know, the GDP budget in terms of how many state ran jobs there are, or I mean, well, well, government. Well, Cuba jobs. is a socialist com- country. Cuba considers itself a socialist country. So they switch from a communist to a socialist country. They can, yeah, they consider themselves socialists. I don't, but I don't know Cuba. I don't know if they've been communist for a while. They've been social. They've been considered. Remember when Fidel? The big issue with Fidel Castro was, was as he was like doing socialist things. He was also doing like horrific things along with it. But I mean, growing up, we always understood Cuba was a communist country simply because there's no, there's no, um, there's no, there's no, I guess you could say, I don't want to say wealth structure, but there's no, it's either you're rich or you're poor. There's no middle class. Mm-hmm. So it does. if you're a doctor, it doesn't matter because you're, you're not working for a salary, you're working for a stipend. Where like Canada, who's majority socialist and not as capitalistic, where everything is kind of government ran, but you could still be an entrepreneur and profit off your businesses. You feel me? But if you want, if you need healthcare, you still got the, you still got to get the same healthcare like Joe, who's a who's a plumber, even though you might have a twenty million dollar so, business. So Cuba has been considered a socialist country since um, nineteen fifty nine. That's bad. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> Uh, that's, what that's what it says. I mean, yeah, I mean, pretty sure on paper that's what it says. You know, I'm pretty sure that that's the reality on on paper and illegally. I mean, I think it has more to. I think it has more to do with how it's ran than the the way the people are able to. Because yeah, that, I mean, that's that that tends to end up being a problem with socialist countries is they they the gap is so huge. You're either in this rich class which ends up being the ruling class or you're you're dirt poor and in america with capitalism capitalism is supposed to be able to allow you one that ability to go from dirt poor to being rich and two it has that middle class where you can be quote-unquote comfortable and like if you get to the middle class you could just chill if you really want to or if you are ambitious as it's like explained then you can go and try and become I mean, rich. I think it's just kind of shaky because I feel like, and this is no disrespect to Cubans. I respect them and so forth. But I just feel like it's a little bit unfair that if I go to school and I work my ass off and I become a doctor, then I should be paid based on my profession and, you know, not just to survive. You feel me? If that's the case, I'll just be, I'll just be the the nigga who sweeps dirt off the street if I'm going to be, if all I'm going to get is the same amount of ration as a doctor. And maybe that's not the case. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe I'm being a little bit exaggerating. I'm exaggerating the the, the case a little bit. But, you know, I just feel like if I'm a doctor and I work my ass off and I do that, obviously if you're over here, 
a doctor and you know not to say that that um that um that uh a janitor doesn't make great money but there's still a, a huge wage gap between a doctor and a janitor Big you fact. feel me Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, if I'm a janitor and I'm making 45k a year, but this doctor who's just a, a regular MD working in a fucking maybe in an emergency room, he's still making or she's still making 90 to a buck 20 a year on their base salary before overtime. <laughs> so it's like yeah. You know, I there's a, there's a considerable wage gap. So, you know, I don't know. There's, like you said, there's pros and there's cons to it. You know, everybody receives the same health care. Everybody gets a shot at a great education, which is essential things. However, you know, your ambition should pay for certain things as well. I was going to say, just going back to the Cuba thing, I definitely worked on a short film project last year. And one of the main actresses, she's actually from Cuba, born and raised. And she told me straight up, she was like, Malek doctors nurses anybody in the medical field she said the medical field is probably the worst industry to get into in cuba because you're paid like shit and she told me that flat out she was like they don't get paid a lot she said everybody's virtually poor like everybody i was like wow when i when i was growing up back home bro we had so many cuban doctors bro like literally Mm. our workforce back in belize of doctors was maybe 70 percent cubans and wow, that's a lot. Yeah, it's mad Cubans because they come to they come to Belize because we have the highest pay rate in the entire in the entire Caribbean and Central America. So oh, our wow. pay rate Didn't even is know that. The, yeah, we were our conversion rate is two to one. So if you're making oh, you know better than fucking 000, Jamaica. Yeah, if you're making a hundred grand in Belize, that's fifty thousand US. That's the highest conversion rate period besides going to Bahamas. And it's harder mm. to get to, into Bahamas than to come to Belize. So wow, um, because you know, for you to go to Bahamas, you still need a, a visa. For you to come to Belize, you don't need a visa. You just you, it's easier for you to get that Caricom, um, passport and just come to Belize. So mm. you know, mad doctors used to come down there because these cats and you know my mom used to manage mad of them, and she would they would tell my mom like they're making virtually fifteen times more than what they were making in Cuba. So they were able to support their yeah. family from Belize in Cuba and still live comfortable. So, I mean, I think uh, that's a uh, that's another con that people often point out when it comes to um, socialism as well is there's no incentive to do better. So you kind of the the I guess the uh, caricature of people is like. Well, if I know that I'm going to be a doc, if I'm going to be a doctor and make the same as a janitor or, or not that much more than a janitor or whatever the case is, um, specifically, then what's my incentive to be the best doctor I can be? That's a fact. Like, that is I'm a big not, fact. I'm not really incentivized to try and be better as opposed to capitalism, where it's like, like the example I said before, but we can change it to doctors. It's like, I my competition is out here um making a hundred K because he's really bugging, mm-hmm. like he's really attracting mad people. I need to be better. So maybe I need to learn the, the latest science and do something, do a surgery that he doesn't know how to do yet. Or maybe I need to 
learn what the new med- the latest medication is and, and tell the, the hospital to invest in that so that we get more patients over here than over there. And then I could raise my prices because now we have a monopoly on that information or or we have a monopoly or we, we're cutting edge when it comes to technology and people will pay top dollar to be to get the best work. So there's more of an incentive to be quote unquote better. Hmm. Yeah. Um, uh, for me, so on the call, one of the things I was mentioned was a lot of people like to associate being a socialist with Bernie Sanders. And I guess that's something that dates back from like when he was marching with King and all of that. And they were basically saying that's incorrect. Um, Although people, that's that's what people believe, but that's not really what it was. And one of the things that was brought up that I thought was, but pre- he calls himself a socialist, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, a, a lot a lot of other people think that he's the reason why like socialism exists, which is the thing oh, that nah, they yeah, out. yeah, which is the thing that you know. I was just like, damn, have niggas not heard of other people before him? What? Oh, okay, all right. Um, social studies definitely got to get a review. But um. <laughs> One of the things that was brought up that really like kind of bothered me actually because I I guess it bothered me because I didn't like fully know and then I I, I kind of thought I had an idea what it was but my idea of capitalism was just very vague and he was like nah basically the organization was trying to point out this idea of capitalism derives and comes from slavery and then they just went into a whole lesson and was like this is how this country was built off the, you know, the, the backs of black and brown people. And we were some of the first people that was on the stock exchange. Like we were some of the first people that people could have purchased as livestock to do their work. And I was like, interesting. Then they started talking about articles, books. And I was just like, so we're not there no more in terms of you know, and that that's a false that's a false narrative. It's, it's yes and no to what the the connection to slavery is there, but that's not the birth of capitalism. Okay, like slavery was actually counter to the idea of capitalism because you're getting free labor. That's that's basically taking it back to indentured servitude and serfs and and all the shit that. They quote unquote were running from mm-hmm. when Europeans came to America. Mm-hmm. So like the I see what the narrative is that's trying to be portrayed, but they're not exactly linked in that essence. Like one existed way before the other. The other was then introduced as a as a loophole to make niggas rich and and not have to worry about having to pay people. And that's why that's why at the end of the day, it's so fucked up because they knew what they were doing. And, and that's why they didn't want to let it go is because in a capitalistic society, if I have 100 people that I don't have to pay any wage and I'm getting all profit, like for for people who have that mentality, they're going to sit there and be like, why am I going to stop that now? That coupled with all of the extra egregious things that they were doing to people um, is what made this form of slavery here in America such a atrocity and, and why, you know, such a sickness because they added racism to it as a means to make it a stronger bond between, listen, 
these people aren't even human. So don't even worry about them. Like they're closer to monkeys than anything else. So we just have a group of monkeys working for us. We don't actually have real people. So don't feel bad about if they don't do the job well um, and you decide you want to whip them in front of everybody or you want to rape them or you want to do whatever other fuck shit that people were doing. But the the idea of capitalism existed before slavery. Yeah, Capitalism existed way before slavery. Capitalism existed since free trade became available. Once people were able to trade and realized they could trade goods for services or goods for a profit, capitalism was invented right at that point. And that goes way beyond even Christ days. Like, the minute you could provide a service and get paid for it, and you could provide that service as many times as your body could handle and get paid for it, it was the birth of a capitalistic society. Because if I'm a car... If I'm a mason and I could go build 10 stone houses in a week, I could make as much money as my body could allow me to do. There's no cap. You feel me? And And you could even attach it to the barter system as well, because that was one of the first economic systems, too, where, you know, you do this, I'll do that for you. Like capitalism kind of was it it was enveloped in that system as well. That's a perfect way to look at it because if you are bartering, imagine this. Imagine you grew wheat, wheat and barley, and this, and I grew grapes and I could make wine. And we could barter on that, but I grow a considerable amount of wheat that I could trade wheat with 10 of y'all wine niggas if I wanted to. Mm. <laughs> you feel me? And I could get so much wine that I could in turn sell the wine back to other people for a profit. So not only am I bartering with you for a product that I have, I can still take your product that you're giving me for that same bartering system and sell it back. So I'm making double the money. Like, yeah. the concept that capitalism goes back God knows so long. Like I said, once people were able to trade and and offer skills for pay, capitalism was was a good was a not a not a narrative the the actual the narrative there and i think this is the point maybe they were trying to get to is capitalism saw it's like it's it it got invigorated and it caught its foot in and legging through slavery because again that loophole there Mm -hmm. if if now i don't have to pay this nigga uh, well let's yeah let's not even say now i don't have to pay people (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, we're not even gonna do that. We're not doing Damn. that here. Now we, gotta, now we gotta. I gotta pay this person to. If I don't have to pay this person, and I'm making just pure profit now, and I'm going to sell, and I don't have to work, and I don't have to do nothing. Yeah. I think oh, this, this loophole here is crazy. Modern day, modern day capitalism. I would say for sure got started through slavery with that one turn. Making that one investment and having your investment literally work work for you and continue making a profit, I think that's the birth of it. I think that's the birth of a modern day type of capitalism where you make one investment and that investment continues to repay repay you a profit. So, you know, a lot of times like, you know, through slavery you bought the slaves for that one time and that slave turns around and gives you 30 40 years and other generations 
So you might get a hundred years off of that initial buy. And from that one investment that literally cost you a fraction of of any considerable cost now has made you forty million dollars over the last, you know, ten years, and you maybe paid five dollars for it. So um yeah, that's a that's that's the birth of this modern day era of of what we consider capital capitalism to be where you can make an investment a one-time initial investment and that initial investment continues to reap your a profit so um yeah. really really and truly at the end of the day what everybody is saying slavery is what allowed america to become rich Back. that's that's really what it is well, america for slavery sure. and wars wars is a big slavery part of and it. staying out of staying out of wars but being able to sell equipment to to countries that were going to war mm-hmm. That that's how America got a lot of its early uh, richness and wealth was. Oh, England and France, y'all want to fight each other? All right, cool. Well, you could always buy your weapons from us, and you know we got top notch weapons. Oh, these people down here, they don't they don't want to work. But you know, cotton is a cotton is is a huge uh, commodity. All right, Facts. cool. So guess what? What we're going to do is we're going to we're going to buy people and they're going to pick the cotton and we're going to buy like 10 of them. So now we're doubling it up and they're going to do the work and you, you, I don't got to do nothing. You know what's interesting about America, bro? We're one of the few countries that benefits off our own dollar because every time we go to war, instead of America making its own weapons, it hires back people from the country. So what America does is that, all right, we're going to war. We're setting aside a trillion dollars to buy weapons, and they allow manufacturers in the, in the U.S. to bid in to win the contracts to make the weapons. So they'll set aside a trillion dollars, and now here I come. I make AK-47 bullets, and now I'm going to be like, yo, I could give y'all 100 million bullets at you know two dollars a bullet and that's the and this is where the the capitalistic system works because now we could go into this haggling where you're trying to figure out who could give you the best price for the bullets i give you the cheapest price on the bullets i win this 200 million dollar contract to give 100 million bullets and it's all done with u.s companies so the money circulates back into the u.s economy yeah you feel me so which is a very interesting thing because most countries when they go to war, they manif- they have their own manufacturing plant so they don't have to spend extra money. But the U.S. government found a different way to stimulate its economy and still keep its economy afloat even though they're spending a lot of money in the war itself, which is interesting. It's actually smart to be honest with you, but it's a... It's a and a lot of countries still buy... From America. From yeah, because we've we've at least sold the idea that I mean it's not sold. It, it is the truth, but we have better weapons than anybody else. So, like, if you want the best AK that's out here, you want to try and get that from who manufactures the best AK. Between, as opposed, if between you're really us trying and to Germany win the world war, and niggas ain't fucking with Germany. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's it's definitely. Definitely that, and it's it's crazy though how economies break down though because you look at Germany and you look at 
you look at Germany and they supposedly have the best engineered cars. And then you look at, I think uh, it's either China or Japan and they have the the cheapest best cars. And then you got America who has like the best weapons. And it's like what you're known for is is interesting when you kind of break it down between the countries. Speaking about what you're known for, um, as you guys know, outside of um, outside of being quarantined legit for the entire April, um, people are not gonna forget that shit next year when April comes around. Um, we also celebrated um, Earth Day yesterday. Um, so happy, Facts, my guy. happy Earth Day to everybody who loves the planet Facts, that we boy. are constantly happy Earth Day family that we are constantly destroying. So, what ways? You know, do you guys feel like you're helping or hurting the earth? I'll actually start on this. I realize that I'm not as um I'm not as an extremist kind of person when it comes to the things I eat or the things I wear or the things I involve myself in with the earth because there are people that go to their furthest extent for this fucking planet that supersedes shit that I haven't even thought of doing yet. So a lot of people, they have a certain time in their house where they plug out every fucking electronic device. They plug all of that shit out to cut back on energy. A lot of people um, do their best not to um, have water running as much as probably some of us do, especially people who live in like... um, not 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 homes per se, but like, you know, condominiums, apartments, studios. So people are not really thinking about it like that. But then there's a lot of people who even the shit that they wear is not made out of no type of animal skin. So they're on a whole nother level that I'm not on. So I think a lot of uh, in a lot of the ways that I'm that I'm probably hurting the earth is just I just need more information because the shit that I've been doing for all these years. I've been doing it for me, but I'm starting to see that if I don't some way, shape or form have certain conversations in the house, like one of the things that you said the other day, X, and I feel like I knew about that. I just don't do it when you was like, yeah, mm-hmm. um, we could be helping out if, you know, we take all of the plastic bottles and all of the glass bottles that come into our house and we wash them shits out. That's real recycling. I'm like, damn, niggas is doing a poor job of this shit. Like for real. And one thing I don't do, I don't know if you guys notice this about me, I don't litter. I stopped littering years ago. Yeah, for sure. I definitely do not. I hate it. I don't like littering at all. So I think... Though, I mean, honestly, yeah. if I'm keeping it a stack, niggas that, that litter just dirty niggas. You, you tell me how you... <laughs> that ass, son. You tell me how you take care of your house if I see you throwing shit on the floor outside. Right. Because it's not, it's not in my habit to throw anything on on the ground because it, it just looks dirty to me like mm-hmm. when i see niggas do it i'm like yo you you look like a dirty nigga like what are you doing <laughs> so it's like it's a fact but yeah but go ahead brother yeah so um and i think ways that i'm helping obviously outside of inside and outside of the artistic realm is that i'm i'm trying to i'm trying to get people to understand that based on what you know people from the cdc is saying the site that I'm on right now, um, that is called the, uh, it's a magazine website on uh, climate change in general. Um, so 
SCMP magazines, and they always put stuff out every year on what's happening with the earth. So I know on the podcast, we mentioned a few months ago that a lot of people have been saying that are in the science science field that we have 10 years. According to this website, we have 12, give or take. But the reality is this. So I don't know if you guys have been seeing this. There's a lot of places around the world that the skies have been becoming clearer because there's less toxins going in the atmosphere. A lot of people have been taking photos on the um, Instagram. Yeah, India is one of them. India. India is one of the... There, there's a, I can't remember the fucking actual name of the, the place, mm. but there's a big Mecca in India where there's a fucking... You take a picture and it's gray, but now they've been taking pictures and the shit is blue. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I think also, too, in Wuhan, people were saying it's the first time in years that they've been able to see clouds, like real clouds in the sky. I was like, wow. That's crazy as fuck. I mean, I don't know if um, y'all notice it, but even since we've been on quarantine, if you get up early in the morning, bro, and you go outside, bro, the air is Oh, yeah, the better. air is different. Yeah, it the air is different. It smells better. It smells... When it rains now, you can actually smell the rain. It has yeah. rain... When it rains, there's a certain wet scent that comes around. I haven't smelled that shit since I left Belize. And the other day when wow. it was raining, I was just standing by the back window, and I was just like, yo, like... This takes me back home to those early mornings when it's raining. So it is a certain fresh scent that's out now because there's not there's not as much cars driving around. And it doesn't feel as hot. I don't know if y'all notice it, but even when the sun is out, it doesn't feel as hot. Not because it's just naturally still cool, but still, it it still feels cooler. It's, it's not as humid. It's not that... That sticky feeling that you, I mean, usually, that you normally have. Let's say, let's say there's been thirty percent human activity within the last two months. That is going to put a dramatic effect, and that's what we're witnessing. That's what we're seeing. There has been no more than thirty percent human activity outside for the last two or going on three months, mm. and that's why we're seeing a lot of these differences. The place I was talking about was Delhi, um, in India. Oh, Delhi, okay. um, a big city. Yeah, so to, to return back to your original question, um, what have I done? So one of the reasons why I I decided to practice veganism as much as I can, I'm not fully vegan. I'm not going to sit here and say that I am. Um, but one of the reasons why was because of what we're doing to animals in terms of killing them. And like when I was younger, when I was a kid, I was like, there's... There's a huge difference between what I like in terms of meat versus what I like in terms of vegetables. So I'm not going to give up meat um, because I that's what I like. That's what I want uh, to some extent. But obviously, as I've grown up and as I've read a couple of things and as the Impossible Burger has come out, mm-hmm. one, literally once that Impossible meat started to be manufactured, and there is problems with that as well. I'll talk about that a little bit, but... Once there was an alternative that tasted good to me, it didn't have to taste exactly the same, although it was very close. But once there was an alternative that tasted good to me, I didn't have any problem with veganism. Like, it's definitely not a, a, a issue. You can make it work. It's just, it's expensive and you got to know the recipes. Mm. So those are the two That's two components that I think are a barrier for a lot of people. Um, but, so once I found out like what was happening to cows and the fact that, the manufacturing of cows, um, even though like they're animals and we shouldn't be manufacturing them, but the manufacturing of cows adds so much into the air with the methane that they belch from eating grass. And that was a, a huge portion of what 
made up the CO2 um, that was causing the, the planet to overheat and, and warm up. That was one of the changes that I decided to make was like, I, I don't I'm going to stop supporting the meat industry as much as I can, mm-hmm. um, you know, wh- without over dramatizing things where it's like a shock to your system and you you end up like going on a meat binge because you've been trying to force yourself not to eat meat for whatever. But as I as much as I could change my lifestyle, um, I've been doing so in, in that capacity of just trying not to support any meat industries, um, trying not to have any. I don't. I don't like milk from cows, um, so yes. I don't drink milk. Yes. And think, I mean, I, I've I've been stopped that that milk from cows after once I got to college, the indigestion. So I had to do lactate milk for a while, but then I had stopped milk for probably ten years or something like that, mm-hmm. like. A, no type of milk. Soy milk was cool and stuff, but I just now started drinking almond milk again. Nice. But um, like I just I haven't had milk in my system in a long time. But um, so like things like that, trying to preserve the animals in a, in a sense in that component. Um, I you know I try I got a hybrid car. My car is a hybrid, and the engine shuts off every time I stop. I didn't even know your um, shit was a hybrid. Fucking slow as fuck. Though that was that's the whole yeah that was the whole point of the the engine shutting off oh, okay so my engine shut yeah my engine shuts off to to um lower admissions and things like that okay um i never 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 was going to buy a real fur anything um because i just never agreed with that fox fur i don't care it's fake so right um like anything that has a fox fur and it has nothing to do with being cheap it has to do with i, I don't respect the idea of killing an animal and putting it Killing an animal solely to put it on your neck or on your coat right. as a fashion statement. Yeah. Like, you just yeah. took a life of an animal unless, just unless so you could look. Unless we're back in the 1400s, my nigga, and that's all we could do. <laughs> yeah, I was just about to say, unless we was back then, right. it makes sense. Yeah, where you, needed, where you needed the skin to survive. Cool, I'm my good, nigga. Sir. But now people are just doing it for a fashion sense. I would never be okay with that. Um, I, I try to recycle as much as I can. Um, I definitely, when I, when it comes to water, I try to use minimal amounts of water. So when I brush my teeth in the morning, I wet the brush, I turn the water off, I do the same brush thing. my teeth, same thing. spit, wash it out, things like that. I know a lot of people keep the water running, but technically you're not supposed to do that. Right. Um, I, I recycle, um, I obviously definitely don't, don't litter. I have an electric bike. So when, you know, I really want to travel somewhere during the summertime or during the springtime and I don't need to use my car, hop on my bike. Um, And that's pretty much it. But I was watching the news yesterday. They were talking about things during uh, about Earth Day. And one of the things that we do have to realize is that everything that we're doing means nothing at this point. (laughs) Um, I'm I'm being 100 percent. Um, like in terms of trying to do, they were saying like in order to make windmills and in order to go electric and do sun panels, you still have to mine some of the essential elements of the earth that are still leading to emissions in the air. So it's like, it's somewhat counterproductive in a sense. It's like so a yeah, you made this windmill. Exactly. Yeah. You made the windmill, but you put mad CO in the air. To make one, yeah, you've manufactured it, 
Um, but now the manufacturing process has caused damage to the planet as well. I mean, I don't. The way the guy was talking was almost like I said, like it doesn't matter. I don't believe that because once it's made, it's made. That's but it. then there is the idea of you have to upkeep it, and what does that um, process look like? We are super low on helium, which is a natural gas that has to naturally be replenished. It can't be made. Um, wow. And a lot of the stuff that we're doing in terms of fighting the emissions, no one's really making the like you see how we all had to quarantine to fight the virus. No one's making moves like that with the environment and they need to um, if we're going to combat it. But a lot of people still don't believe that climate change is a real thing. They think that some people are fight, uh, are trying to hide behind the idea that this is all natural. And then some people just really don't give a fuck. And they're like, well, if we're going to die anyway, might as well make the the most of it. A lot of people have that selfish mentality mentalities. That mentality so crazy, yo. That shit sounds crazy. That shit sounds just as crazy as, who was the person uh, a few days ago that said on the news, there are more important things in life than life? I was like, wait, what? Like, what? Oh, yeah, that's, niggas that's is bugging. Stupid. I was like, niggas is getting news. crazy on the news. But, um, but yeah, there's... There, I, I honestly think if I want to get into any type of conspiracy bag, that's why we have a Space Force now. That Space Force mm. is not for no space race. Niggas is trying to be the first ones to own Mars. Mm. <laughs> like, that's really, like, the countries are really battling right now to own Mars, um, to find alternative ways of living, to whoever learns how to terraform something first will be the leaders of the next, the next generation. Um, so... A lot of what we're doing, I think a lot of people have even has either given up on the idea of saving the planet um, or just haven't like really. Now, I think the switch happened when they realized when niggas said to them, yo, we got 10 years because a lot of niggas like, oh, I'm still going to be here in 10 years. Right. So now you have people rushing to try and come up with solutions. But, the you know, the leader of the most powerful country in the world just is still doing doofy shit when it comes to climate. And... If niggas don't get him out the office or if he doesn't make a major change. And I, I know, I don't know if y'all have noticed, but his rhetoric is definitely changing. Oh, yeah, 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 um, yeah. Hell <laughs> over yeah. the last couple. Yeah. He's, he's been trying to sound like Mr. Good Guy, even though he's been fucking up still. But he's been trying to switch his shit up a little bit. But, um, yeah, unless something major happens, like a quarantine to some extent, but in regards to whatever needs to be done for the planet, we're not making enough adjustments to make a difference. Speaking about major adjustments, um, I'm just going to fast forward to this New York Times. So I don't really read the paper like that um, unless the paper is given to me. And this paper was given to me at work. So I definitely read it. The shit was just given to me. And um, the shit that I was reading, boy, we have, well, we, we got a lot of shit that's about to start to come down the pipeline. So I don't know if you guys know this. I'm going to just go strictly to MTA first. Them niggas, boy, I don't know what to say about that. MTA basically says in a New York Times article that was published on Tuesday, April 21st, that they had plans already in place to increase the fare between 2023 to 2024. They said they may have to increase that fare by the end of this year, if not the ending of this year going into January 1st. Thoughts, comments, concerns. I was like, (laughs) what the fuck? How much is it going like, to be at that point? $3.76? Like, what the fuck, my nigga? Like, <laughs> <laughs> these niggas had raised, has doubled the fucking fare 
in 10 years, bro. Like, it was 150. Let me not say 10 years. It's been about 14 years. Because when, when I first moved up here, bro, it was a buck 50. I was about to say, like, when, I, when I was taking the trains when I was young, it was definitely 150. Yeah. It was, it was definitely 75 cent at one point, bro. Wow. And that was it, probably the 90s, bro. It wasn't that yeah, far, bro. That was bro. when you had to get... You had to get a token, and then you had to put the token I in the machine. I definitely remember like, the token. The process was, it didn't make sense. It was like, nigga, I got to put three quarters in to get one back, and just to put it in the machine to get through the through the train. Or you could put, then I think they upgraded it, and you could put the, the quarters in without getting the token. But listen, man, the MCA is a fucking scam, bro. That's how I see it. I've been feeling like that for forever. Y'all know yeah. I'll be, I've I, been I saying that for forever. How ridership goes up and you still taking an L. I don't know, son. <laughs> I don't get that shit, son. It's like, how how do you get more people traveling on the, the train? The MTA. And you're still taking an L. I don't understand how to I'll never works. forget. I'll never forget in like 2004, 2005, them niggas cried broke. And right. then the year after made a billion dollar surplus. What? So... Like it didn't. It don't make sense to me what's going on at the MTA. It's just a fact of the matter is it's an essential business. The city needs it, so these niggas are crooks. They can do whatever they want and say whatever they want to make sure that their their pockets are fat and lined, and niggas just kind of have to bend to the will. Like the city can't really. The city is in bed with them niggas, and then. You got what? Are, what are people gonna do? We could strike. Yeah, striking don't but mean they shit. They gonna be like y'all. I so wanna, need to go to work. I wanna. I wanna read this. <laughs> so, ex- this excerpt really quick. In 2010, the MTA eliminated two subway lines and dozens of bus routes to help close a major budget gap. The agency might have to consider taking drastic measures, um, according to transit experts, including raising tolls and fares beyond two planned fare tolls of four percent each in 2021 and 2023. Four percent, nigga, nigga. Next year is gonna be a shit show when niggas is getting on them trains and buses. That's what I'm telling you, bro. Like, yo, think about it, bro. Just think about this shit, right? If, if this, if MTA says, yo, in 2017 we made twenty, in 2017 we made ten billion dollars, right? Now that's including all their bonuses, that's including mm-hmm. pay raises, that's including mm-hmm. everything, train fixers, whatever, right? Now let's say let's say that the base cost for them to operate was only four billion dollars. So the extra six billion went to the salaries and whatever, whatever, whatever. Now twenty eighteen comes two years later and they're gonna be like, yo, we're only gonna made and remember, this is all right. going based on inflation. So they're projecting, they have a scale that they're projecting the raise to go up. So they're 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 forecasting profit and they're forecasting their expenses. So they're saying, listen, based on based on this scale and based on inflation, we should be making twelve billion dollars a year now. You feel me? Even though they don't need to make twelve billion dollars, this is what they're forecasting. So if they don't see a way that they're going to hit it, they're going to say they're going to take a loss, even though they're not actually taking a loss. It's just that this is one of the great systems that make capitalism works, that make it really work, because you have the ability to forecast and inflate. 
And that way you can And go. and that I mean that's that's where the loopholes come in where niggas start to take advantage of the people that like that's why there shouldn't be that's why the, they they fight so hard for there not to be monopolies and shit like that because if you monopolize the market and nobody else is competing with you you could do shit like what the MTA is doing where every 2 to 3 years every you know 5 years there's a a rate a hike in in what they're asking people to pay for and the people who are most affected by it are poor people right poor and and and, and minorities that have to that can't afford a car in New York City, right. you know what I'm saying, or 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 just have to take the train to get. I mean, it starts to affect rich people too, which is what I'm sure we're gonna start hearing because a lot of people live in Brooklyn now, but have to travel to Manhattan they're to go to work, and they're not driving out there. But it it disproportionately affects poor people that don't have any other means, but to hop on a train or hop on a bus I mean, to travel somewhere. And now, bro. Uh, like, we we spoke about this not too long ago, but now niggas got to put five, like, they got to put $500 aside just to ride the train every yeah. month or something like that. I mean, it's not there now. It's at what? I think it's one, was it 130 for a, a monthly or some shit like that? Some I think, I think it's 133 or That's some shit wild, like that. Son. So, you know, like, and with this, at the with end this of the 4% day, increase, you're looking at 140. And at the end of the day, you just oh add God. another buck to that, and you could get yourself a, a nice little little whip. You know, not, it, it may not be the best car, but you could get yourself a, a whip. So what's the point of doing that? What's the point of cramming yourself onto a, a train, having to deal with people being sick and, and wild shit and dancing and all that extra shit that happens on trains. <laughs> <It, laughs> nigga said dancing, I'm dead. Yeah, Showtime ass niggas. And then you got the, the Yo. Manchata niggas <laughs> that want to sing uh, <laughs> to f- fucking Facts. for four stops. Nigga, I'm, I just want to go to work. And then you got like, the, I'm not- <laughs> the pervy niggas who want to rub their dick on chicks' asses the whole fucking train ride and yeah. want to be grabbing chicks' yeah. asses and sliding- Slide in the train, breath all in your face, dick all on your back. <laughs> Crusty ass can't niggas. Nigga, can't let those niggas slide. Nope, <laughs> nah, nope. We're not, talking not letting them niggas slide. Niggas out of came here. in like they, like they, done, like they haven't took a bath for seven days. They but one that got their arms up in Facts. the air and that, that scent woofing. Got all types yeah, of we're not bro. talking about homeless people because we protect the homeless. Definitely not talking about we're talking about people. that regular yeah. ass nigga that been playing Call of Duty for three days straight and decided, fuck it, I'm just going right. to ride the train today. I'm just going to ride the train. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm just going to wash up. I ain't going to hop my ass in the bath. I'm just going to wash up, hop on the train. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> like fucking onions, I'm just going to wash up. <laughs> wash up ass nigga <laughs> and, and hop on the fucking train and out here smelling like a fucking bag of potatoes. Listen, ain't nobody got time for that, bro. And and you're right. No that, time for that. I'd rather just get get me a car then. Yeah, if I'm gonna pay this buck forty, my nigga, I at least want to ride on the train without having dick on my back and niggas who smell like potatoes. <laughs> I am good, sir. Next thing I know, I sit down. Bro, I huh? I think the weekly in Miami, the the weekly card is like five dollars or ten dollars or some shit. Like 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 it's some oh, it's wow. some weird low thing. Like and like the monthly <laughs> is like fifty dollars a. It's like fifty dollars to ride the train, the train and bus like unlimitedly. I, 
like for the day. I ain't gonna hold you, bro. Every it's, time I go on the train stand, I feel weird nowadays, and I don't feel safe. I, I feel, I feel awkward, bro. Like the last time I went on a train and I sat down. This nigga, this Dikembe Mutombo ass nigga, come and stand in front of me with his knee whopper, <laughs> and it's it's awkward, bro. Who, who who wants to deal with that? Who's trying to deal with that on the train? You looking at him? He looking at me. He and looking he's at confident, you. And I'm just like, bro, you know, you could have you could have wear some drawers today, my nigga. God damn, like. <laughs> Like, come on, my nigga. Like, you could find anywhere else to stand on this motherfucking train. Are you going to bring your fucking 12-inch knee whopper ass over here? Fuck out of here, my nigga. Like, <laughs> like that shit is Nah, the worst... I, the worst is I've become irritable when I get on the train. So, like, I'm sitting... I be trying to sit in my little corner, and I just hate it when there's, like, 56 seats on the train, and a nigga want to sit right next to me. next to you, bro. bro. <laughs> Like, me come up. on. Or when, you, when you see that one seat in between you and the next person, you're just like, don't come here, bro. You can't fit. And a nigga come. <laughs> and, and then, or that one lady, and it just be a lady. You got to bump up a thumper. You can't fit that bumper over here. It, it won't fit. Yeah. I'm dead. And now she coming. And you smell like curry, wow. dog. You smell like curry, <laughs> son. Fuck is you talking about? You smell like Trinidad. That's crazy. But, <laughs> That's crazy. But boy. this thing with you, you said you said you've been riding the train recently. Like, how has it been? Son, I have not been on the train, brother. <laughs> my father, my father no, has thought, been riding. Didn't you say the other day? Nah, I was gonna be taking the train. Um, but nah, I have, bro. I haven't been on the train. I want to say almost for the last, yeah, almost for the. I think next week is probably gonna make an official two months. I haven't been. I haven't been on the train in a mm. minute. Last time I was on the train was probably sometime in February. I mean, my coworkers. Gotcha. I got coworkers, and in in in, in 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 the beginning of the show, I said I'm probably the least likely person to to come into contact with people because all of my co. Yeah, no, no, no. I thought you had said uh, like a couple conversations ago that you were taking a train or something like that. Nah, yeah, nah, nah. I think I think I. That's like I, I think you were saying like you was tight because you had. Like it was originally when your job was fucking up. Yeah. But I yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and I, around that time, I don't even think the city was shut down yet. There was one time I was gonna take the train, and I was supposed to go to the job interview, and I was like, man, by the time I go to this shit, the, the very next week the city gonna be shut down. They're not gonna miss me. I'm not gonna miss them. And then I found out that that shit was a scam. <laughs> niggas, was, <laughs> n- niggas, niggas was asking for bread. They was like, yeah, please bring seven hundred. Uh, please bring one hundred and seventy five dollars. To the interview, I was like, "For what?" They was like, "For training." I was like, "All right, I'm good." Okay. He said that they not gonna nah, miss they me. not gonna miss me. I'm not gonna miss them. Facts, you know what I mean? Um, boy. Yeah. Uh, so I'll end off with this, um, so we could jump into some uh, entertainment and some fun shit. So, also in the same paper, um, you really see like, I think we learning now. A lot of us who didn't really know before that. There's a lot of cons in the health industry as well. Like we always like really focus on the pros. You know, you got the people that are health practitioners and, you know, the people that are making some of the stuff that are, you know, kind of keeping us afloat in these pharmaceutical companies, head surgeons, nurses. But there's also a lot of people right now because of the Corona virus breakout, a lot of people have been dying because they just didn't get a surgery. A lot of people have been dying because they just didn't get the, the the medication. And a lot of people have been dying because their surgeries have been delayed. And as a result, they just die. And 
a lot of people are not going to yep, the that, hospital. Yep, that's exactly for, what the papers for, are saying I, too. And 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 yeah, dying. it's I would crazy. Say this, like I was on the website the other day, the NYS, the health website, uh-huh. and they said it was ninety. I think it was like ninety six hundred deaths that confirmed corona deaths, and there were six thousand probable deaths. Wow, which means deaths that occurred because it was complications from corona wow these are probably sickly people who had underlying illnesses already that either needed health care for certain things but because they couldn't get the health care quickly enough the coronavirus further complicated certain things and then i was listening to this joint with a dude with an ems and he was saying that they're being put on a on a on a leash a little bit because they're saying that when you go to resuscitate someone, they normally have they normally try to resuscitate for at least 45 minutes. It's been mandated by the state that they only get to resuscitate for 20 minutes now. I definitely I, I definitely read that. Mm. I read that somewhere. I don't know if I read that in this paper, but I read that. Yeah, he's saying that that's a big part of the reason because if you're resuscitating someone if you have normally, he's like normally when you have that forty-five minutes, it's upwards of a forty percent chance that you could bring that person back. He's like with only twenty minutes of resuscitation, you rarely get to bring them back. Wow! And you know, you know, if that person chokes or if that person stops breathing, you know, if you had forty-five minutes to get that lungs pumping again and getting that breathing, you know, get that rhythmic breathing back. It's enough to at least get them to the hospital on a on a on a on a ventilator. You feel me? Right. Now that's not the case, and a lot of people are just dying at the house. Like where mm. I'm at over here in Queens, you see that fucking ambulance going by at least twice a day. At the bare minimum. Yo, you hear ambulance. Yeah, all yeah. Day you hear long, ambulance, son. fire trucks, cop cars. Every yo, that's every that's every day, son. Every day. It's it's crazy, bro. Like. 15,000 deaths, my nigga? Like, come on, son. That's that's a wild number. And this is with niggas taking, taking precaution to right. some extent. To some extent, correct. Right. Imagine... Yeah, you know... Mm. Yeah, I was going to say, imagine... Imagine this, that sooner or later, when they start to put up some of these testing sites, which they have already, there's actually a testing site, D-Flow, in Queens, bro. There's a testing site on Merrick. It's about and- to be... And Linden Boulevard, them, bro. Yeah, so they about to said he's upping it to fifty thousand tests a day. Oh but, um, shit! Yeah, he's upping it. He's gonna up it some more because they want to try to. They're, he's saying that they want to be able to say they tested everyone in New York by June. So um, mm. that way they could that way they could analyze and decide how quickly they could get the workforce back and going. Right. Because they could accurately say, well, you know what, we tested these amount of people. These amount of people had the virus already. These amount of people this, these amount of people that. So um, that's what they're getting ready to do. But um, one thing I will say on, on the positive end of it, cases have fell, debts have fell. So we're I think right now we're at only like 400 debts a day, which is still a wild number, but it's better than 800. Yeah. And um, I think they, I think we're getting more cases, but compared to the the ratio in terms of how many tests and how many positives it's better you feel me well the problem is as as new york is taking things seriously 
You got niggas all over the nation that Jersey aren't. is wildin'. You got... But Jersey is taking it serious, too. It's just, you know, it's hitting them. But you got niggas, like, in Nevada where they're about to open the casinos when? back up. And it's like... I think That's this week. The end of this shit. week or some shit like niggas that. Niggas is wildin' in fucking Vegas. Oh, yeah. Niggas is wildin'. And then they, they're opening... I think they opened the beaches. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. Either last yeah, Friday... In Florida. In Florida. Atlanta's Tomorrow. gonna open up um, after yeah. Friday. So... You have all these all these sp- places, are, and Atlanta's nowhere near, like, <laughs> on a decline. So I don't know why the fuck these <laughs> niggas. But, all right, cool, whatever. The problem is, a lot of these niggas is going, it's going to get severe it's gonna over get there. Crazy and over. a lot of these niggas are still, try- still trying to travel around and try to come to New York when we clean up and we get in a good space. Because they area is fucked up. That's what's going to happen. Atlanta, I can see by June having a terrible time and that second wave is going to obliterate Atlanta sorry nigga to say it obliterate. but because... niggas only use that in Call of Duty I'm about to nah, obliterate this nigga <laughs> niggas use that in Yu-Gi-Oh my nigga <laughs> back, back in Yu-Gi-Oh <laughs> niggas about to get that obelisk obliterate going on like but it's the reality of the situation it's like niggas is really waiting until the last minute to really see what's going to happen. I, I don't really understand why you would open up the casinos. There's no real safe way of social distancing. The casinos casino. actually is the like dumbest they, shit ever. Like, that's a dumbass idea. That's real dumb. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure the, the, the mayor so, put the green I mean, light on, right? The, the white lady, right? The, the governor, governor, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, I hope I'm wrong. You know what I'm saying? But as the, the virus has proven, it's been 2 million since February. That's when we really been counting Two the numbers. Million? That's February. Two oh. million people have been infected. Oh. And I think it's like 400,000 deaths or some shit oh. like that. In, in basically three to four God months. Damn. And, and that's with countries shutting shit down. So imagine just letting shit ramp it and letting it loose. Like this could could have been severe. And it's not no joke. It's not no... You know, none of that. Like, we've seen people dying and on all of that. And, uh, you know, I guess this is the best the best time to introduce, you know, we've seen recently now Fred the Godson, who's been fighting it for like two oh, weeks. He's thanks. been in the hospital for like two weeks trying to get rid of this virus, man. So, and he passed away today, R.I.P. and prayers R. to R. the family. Fred the but R.I.P. to that man, man. That's sad. It's crazy. You know, we it's not like it's not this thing that's not I have there's never been a time where like most of the people that I've spoken to have said, "Yeah, my family member has passed recently and it's been to the same thing." Yeah. It's been contributed to like there's never a week where five of my friends are like, "Yeah, everybody uh, a family member has passed from cancer." Right. Within this pandemic time, I have friends all over who've said they've lost somebody within the span of a yeah. month or two, yeah. bro. That's some wild shit, son. It is, bro. There's never been a time where you've been like, yeah, my family member passed from the flu. Like, mad niggas is coming up like, yeah, they passed from the flu. That's not happening. So if that's not telling people like there's something going on, son, I don't understand why people don't get it. Nah, yeah, it's wild to me, man. Like, I, you know... Thankfully, I I have, 
you know, a few people that I know personally that have contracted the virus and have gotten over it, thank the Lord. And I know a lot of friends as well whose family members have died. They have lost grandparents. I know people who have lost both of their grandparents. And it's... At the same time. At the same time. That's crazy. Sometimes it's two weeks apart. It's, it's, It's wild to me, bro. And I... All you could do is just sit back and be like, damn, son, like, what? what is really going on? You just got to take the necessary precautions. And, you know, we stress this not only to us and our friends and family, but to our listeners, our fans. Don't fuck around, man. Stay safe. Take the necessary precautions. Up your immune system. Do what you need to do to protect yourself, your body. You know, it's a powerful virus. We all understand that it's easy to contract. However, at the least you could do is make it hard for it to penetrate your system. So, you know, yeah. do what you got to do to up your body. And that way, if you do contract it, because unfortunately, the way it's spreading, it's almost unavoidable. It's just hoping that when you do catch it, or if the, in the event you catch it, you have a strong enough immune system that it just it is just like a flu. And you get over it in a week, and you're back to yourself. So, it's got to do what you got to do, man. Have, like I said, I know a few people, personally, who's gotten over it, man. You know, us Caribbean folk, we're we we we're strong believers in in our in our herbs and our that's a fact. Our, our uptake in certain things. So most of them that I've that I know that's gotten over it said the same thing. They did what they had to do. They drank what they had to drink. And they took the time to rest and let their body heal. And thank God they didn't have to even go to a hospital. They were able to um to recover. And then I have a few people who had to go on the the, the um the drugs for um it's not measles um is it the is it measles I forget the name malaria malaria drugs um they had to take the the malaria drug and that was able to help them because it was able to control the fever. And once they were able to control the fever, they were able to um make it, um they were able to get a better hold on certain things. And then I know a lot, a lot, a lot of people need or will need therapy after this. So um, mental health is extremely Yeah, this thing which says that all the time, for sure. Yeah, a lot of people are going to need mental health, man. I've known... I've also spoken to a lot of friends that have had panic attacks and anxiety attacks in this time frame. Wow. Wow. Speaking about speaking about panic attacks, is French Montana having a panic attack with himself, with his with his music? The fuck is he talking about? I read that shit today, like what? What are you talking about, bro? You? You and Kendrick? Well, what do you nigga, you should nigga, you should be happy you can even say Kendrick Lamar in a sentence. So what happened was uh I guess um, I forgot how the conversation, wait, matter of fact, I think I took a picture of the conversation, but basically what happened was Ken, um, was French Montana was basically saying like, yo, I know I'm not a better artist than Kendrick. I'm probably not a better lyricist than Kendrick, but when it comes solely to hits, hit to mm-hmm. hit, he's like, I think I could hold my own against Kendrick Lamar. Um, I personally feel like he's not telling a lie. I feel like. I feel like hits, if we're just talking about hits, that French Montana is up there with the hits. Like, 
I think he could go toe to toe with Kendrick because Kendrick doesn't make men. He he has hits, right. obviously, but when he makes his projects, he's not making. Yeah, he's not hits. trying to make a hit. He's, he's made, trying to make statements. Yeah. yeah. So, like, when I think about their catalogs, you know, you got you got a uh, uh, pop it the French Montana track. You got you got this mad French French Montana tracks that are radio. Yeah, hits club ready. All that, that have been that, circulating. Yeah, shut the shit down. Facts. The joint he did with Sway Lee. The joint he did um, with Rick Ross. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I I think I understand his point, but of course people are automatically going to just say that Kendrick would kill him because Kendrick is a way bigger artist. But if you're not talking about artistry, if you're really just talking about hits, I think French Montana is, is he could do it. He could stay in the in the conversation. I don't know how y'all feel. I about think that. it depends on. When he says a hit, like, because Kendrick Lamar records, his hits is going to hit differently than French Montana shit. And then I feel like it's how you play each record back to back. Because if you play Loyalty with uh, Kendrick and Rihanna, which is one of the biggest records that came out that year, and you put it up against another record that French did that also came out... Depending on who's listening, that will determine which of those two is the bigger hit. Well, I think we have to mm-hmm. we have to look at it based on hard accolades. Okay. French has better numbers in terms of plays and streams. Okay. Um, this is just the reality. If you go on, if you're going to compare French's YouTube, if you compare a French's YouTube to Kendrick's YouTube, come French, Kendrick's last album, this last one that just came out damn did actually decent in terms of youtube yeah groups. what was it like 800 or some shit like that yeah like he had a he had a he had a he had definitely got a mad views off of it but if or you 600, just 600 600 units sold or something like that 600,000 units 600,000 units and i think i'm just going off youtube right now let's okay. go off youtube got you, got you got you even if you combined it all of all of kendrick's hits off damn you, they still didn't have as much views as Unforgettable. Mm, you feel me? Unfor- that's wild. Unforgettable had mad views. And I think Unforgettable still went like six times platinum. Oh, shit. I don't think none of Kendrick's records went six times platinum. Wow. So it's like a Jay-Z, Nas type of conversation, whereas we know there are better lyricists, more a better content, but in terms of radio hits, and I think that's what French meant, in right. terms of actual accolades and radio hits, it's 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 not comparable. You feel me? You can't make the comparison because, or he could hold his own because French has mad platinum hits. He has the radio. He has the, so, the singles. He has the units behind him. So when I'm looking on what some people are are using, they're using the Billboard Hot 100 songs and. For Billboard Hot 100, they're saying Kendrick has 48 songs that have been on the Billboard. Young Thug has 48 as well. And then French Montana has 17. Um, Hot 100 songs as a guest. Young Thug has 30. Kendrick has 15. And French has 5. Hot number ones. Kendrick has 2. Young Thug has 1. And French has 0. Um... Number ones as a guest, French has zero, Kendrick and Young Thug have one. Um, top 10 songs, Kendrick has eight, 
Young Thug 2, French 2. Uh, so basically, he's at the bottom in terms of all of that. But I think what French is saying, and I'm still going to stick by it, is when you talk about them club records that really got shit pumping or jumping, you're not hearing Kendrick in the club. You're not, you're not hearing. Like, Swimming Pools was maybe the only song that you would hear Kendrick will be played by Kendrick. Young Thug is definitely has a bunch because Young Thug ended, entered the conversation. But um, between Kendrick and French, I think what he was saying is like if they did like a, a beat battle or if they did a, or a, what you call it, a concert off, like French has the songs that is going to get the concert popping. I'll never forget the time Kendrick came to close out Power, uh, Powerhouse. And niggas started leaving during his set. I think I remember you telling me that. No, no, no. And this we was, talked about um, that on a podcast, actually. Actually, yeah. It was like 2015 yeah, or some, something somewhere like around like there. And Kendrick was the closer. And niggas was leaving during Kendrick's set. Mm. <laughs> like, niggas was just like, all right, this is cool. <laughs> I'm fucking We dead. dipping. So, I think, yeah, in terms of, like, accolades, Kendrick is, is higher... Ane is more of a acclaimed artist and his projects are definitely better. And I think when your project is better, it makes your singles better. But in terms of like who can get some shit, who has the more fire singles? I don't think there's a question behind French having better single, better yeah. like pop off singers, singles rather. Yeah, I think French, um, than Kendrick. French has more. Yeah, I, I, I think it's. It all comes down to, you know, the type of listener that's that's listening, man. Like, we just got to look at that. Like, a, a lot of people just got to look at it because if we just go based on, you know, it's like saying you do French and French and Kendrick. We know Kendrick is the better artist, you know, but I don't think, you know, I think, yeah, French has more memorable records. I think I think that's the reality. with Not memorable, but in terms of turn-up music. He definitely has certain types of sounds. But I think if they go into a battle day, French can hold his own. He has like a good 10 songs that that niggas know and would definitely would definitely sing along to. Um yeah, I think that's a that's a realistic conversation. Yeah, I think it's accurate. I think I don't think I don't think he was too far off by making that comment. Um, you know, it spiraled into some other shit, but I don't think he was off for that. Um, but who would be a good matchup for French if they was to do a song off? Who do you? What artist is out there now that would people would probably consider to be actually something that was fair and equal? I'm trying to really think. That's a good uh, question. Um, yeah, that's a good question. Yeah, it's hard for me too because French lives in a weird. French space. is in a weird space. He's, He's, not, He's like, not really a rapper to me. He's not like a top top artist, and he's not he's not at the bottom either. And it's like it's like he's not in the middle either. He's he's more on the, towards the top, but it's like it's nowhere. He's definitely not in the Meek Drake, uh, fucking Kendrick. Funny shit is he's not in any of those spaces. Meek, Meek and French is not that far off in terms of numbers. Um. I don't think Meek and French are that far off. Um, Young Thug is popping for whatever reason. He still gets good numbers. <laughs> I don't know why, but he still manages to get good numbers. Um, Young Thug is Post weird Malone to me, bro. Is, 
situation. Post Malone is way above all of these niggas. And Post Malone is actually comparable to Drake right now. Um, yeah, Post Malone ain't can't he can't even he can't even be in that conversation. Yeah, Post Malone is up there <laughs> with Drake and um Yeah, with Drake. <laughs> um, sadly. Yeah. Which is weird because it's just the reality. Um but uh Damn, that's a great question. Maybe Tory Lanez. I don't even think Tory Lanez is comparable either. They did. They did a. They did a battle. Tory Lanez and French. Oh, did really? One. Oh, they did do one. And nigga, yeah, niggas criticized it though because they were like, nobody wanted to hear Tory Lanez versus French. Mm. <laughs> but, but I do feel like they kind of ha- have a similar pool. I I agree, kind of with the Meek thing too. I just think Meek. With that Justin Timberlake song, he got the cheat code over yeah, over did. French now. But that up that up this bar. Yeah, he, he, he got he, he got up he got upper echelon status now. He got upper echelon status. Yeah, he could drop that shit and that round yeah. is automatically Meek, his. Meek is in <laughs> he's in the Migos realm now. That's where Meek is right now. He's he's at mm. the same realm with Migos, where he's he's well known enough that niggas will just fuck with him to fuck with him. So um that's that's the realm I put the Migos in. So um I think Meek is in the same realm with the Migos, Young Thug. Um Yeah. That that little group of that group right there, which is that at that they're one tear underneath the Drakes, Post Malone, the Kendricks, yeah. the J. Coles. You know, they're right underneath that bar. Yeah, so listeners, if y'all got a, a name that we ain't mentioned, throw that shit in there. We have that's a fact. We definitely have to revisit that because I'm like, that's really. I, I'm still here thinking, <laughs> like, who the fuck could really go against French? Like, not to say nobody they're bigger than him, but it's like who's comparable? Because I'm like, there's French has a French. The, nobody sounds like French in the rap game. French has a sound by himself. That's a fact. French has yeah, just this weird like, aura. He been in. He been in the game twenty right. years. He's. He's like he has mad hits, but it's like he stays quiet at the same time. Um, and it's just like a weird space where it's like it's hard to put him up against certain people because it's like if you put him up against the top tier people, they're gonna kill him. Yeah. But you can't put him against you can't shame his name and put him against a lower tier person either. It's like and then even in the middle, I would say Rick Ross would be like a middle ground artist. I don't I. I don't feel like that's Uh-oh. fair either because I feel like Rick might might be like a, a notch o- over him, but that might be an interesting. I was just about battle. to actually say Rick, it might be. A, you know, you Rick, talking Rick about is that. moving into to me. Rick Ross and them, he's moving into Rick and them is still in that class right underneath Drake, but there he's still in that 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 legendary status where he's put niggas on. So he's still the big homie in a small sense. You feel what I mean? Yeah, that's like the vibe. It's like he still feels like the big homie. Yeah. So it's like, damn, do I even want to put them against each other? But at the end of the day, it's like, uh, that might be a good matchup. You dice pineapples versus, you know what I mean? But yeah, that's something that, that would happen. I was going to say French um, Montana versus Future. That could be interesting. But I was about Future to say Future's going to kill him, yeah, but it will be interesting. Future's actually <laughs> in the same boat with the Drakes and them. To be of course, honest. of course, of course. Yeah, Drake, Future's Drake, right and Future collaborations Drake. go off bigger than Drake and French. Even though I like a lot of French and Drake collaborations, I definitely love what they do. Yeah. Them niggas definitely got hits. Plus, 
you know, Drake doesn't. At this point, Drake helps Future, but there was a time when they're on the same plateau. They right. complimented each yeah. other rather than helping. So, you know, like Future didn't need Drake on his track for it to pop. Correct. It was just it was just right. better when he had Drake on the track. So there's a rumor going around that Beyonce is gonna jump on that Savage track with I hope Megan. It doesn't happen. Um, that would be fine. <laughs> uh, I was listening to Beyonce's uh, project, Beyonce, the mm-hmm. other day, and it I could see it happening because Seven Eleven kind of sounds like Savage a little bit. Mm. Um, or or um, or you or you mean so, to say Savage kind of sounds like Seven Eleven? You're right. Yeah, you're right. But it it has that same kind of like boppy vibe, and then um, flawless remix with Nicki is is up there too. Um, I kind of feel like it um it just feels too industry planish yeah. a yeah. little bit because it's like Megan. I don't know. I, me personally, I, I this this is me. I don't feel like Megan deserves a she's Beyonce not ready for that verse this this early. Um. But I'm not opposed to it. Like I'm, I know that Beyonce gonna kill it if it does happen. If, um, if that's the case. But I do feel like Megan needs to have a solid project before she can get someone like a Beyonce to exactly. bust a feature. Like Megan still hasn't proven to me that she can put out a solid body of work. Exactly. The general consensus is that we all listen to Sugar. Sugar's trash. She needs to. I think these are the features that she needs to put her over the hump, though. I think that's what Megan needs. She needs more R&B features, but R&B features that are still complementing her ratchet style. You feel me? So I think I think she needs artists. I think she needs more shit like with Usher or um I don't know. Just just not She needs Beyonce a Chris Brown record. That's what she needs. She needs a breezy record. Uh, uh, oh, oh! Megan and Chris would be fire. It would. Be. Megan and Chris would be fire. It would be. I I could see that. I I I don't even want to hear Megan and Drake yet. To be honest, I mean you have a great like, point though because Beyonce doesn't bless anybody. So it is interesting that Beyonce is choosing to to collaborate with Meg, but then again she did it with Nicki when Nicki was on her grind and on her come up. So, um. I guess yeah, you know. and and she and Nikki did it for Meg, so I could see that. And then we gotta also say that Meg is on Rock Nation, so you know Jay Z, I can see yeah, facilitating I, I, that. I, I, yeah, I don't know what the rec. Yeah, Savage. I don't know if Savage is the record for it. I would probably want to hear an original. Um, but I'm interested in it. I'm not like I'm not shutting it down completely. I just don't. I just feel like, you know. I'm just maybe it's an old school way of thinking about the game, but I just feel like you gotta kind of earn oh, certain features. No, nah, you're right, and shit like that. Meg and Rihanna would have been perfect. Meg and Rihanna, okay. popping. That's that's another. Yeah, that's another good collab that I I wouldn't be mad at. Like I could see Rihanna jumping on a Meg track just off of the strength of. Like I feel like with Beyonce, this is more political than anything. This is exactly what Flo was saying, where it's like. All right, we need we're gonna try and boost your status a little bit more. We're gonna get you out of this this little tier, which is not a. I mean, if I'm the label, I'm thinking that too. Is like, yo, you're hot right. right now. We don't want to wait until your shit dies down, and then you can never have a Beyonce. 
So why don't we just give you the Beyonce and this shit's going to elevate you now. And now you're going to be in a conversation with Cardi. So, you know, just just off the strength of having certain songs under my under your belt, fact. you're going to be well, talked about with Cardi and Nicki. You might as well capitalize me while Cardi is quiet because you already know when this Cardi train starts back up. Man. Cardi to me is cooking. I was thinking about Cardi B the other. I was like, yo, something, somebody, some, something tells me somebody she's cooking. First of all, artists are still dropping projects, bro. Like artists are still so niggas either got homemade studios. I just heard, I just heard a remix to the fucking uh, Future and Drake record with um with like three other rappers on it. I don't even know who the fuck was rapping. I think A Boogie was one of the people. And like two other <laughs> niggas who they just sounded the same. I was like, these niggas all sound the same to me at this point. I'm gonna I'm be telling honest. You right now, bro, everybody has a studio in the crib, bro. That's why niggas can't get a fucking focus right. Right, right. right. Everybody <laughs> music business, music sale is popping right now. Engineers is making mad money. Mix engineers, mastering engineers, beat makers, and niggas is buying mics and interfaces out the ass. Yeah, niggas is buying. Everybody yeah. is recording. I'm looking, at, I'm looking at the Sweetwater book. They got mics going for as starting range as 400. Mics going up to five grand. I'm like, God damn. Like recording mics yeah, for the crib. Bro, the mo- this is going to be the age of the shittiest recordings Possibly ever. Backs. You're going to hear a lot of underground Possibly niggas with, with some songs coming out with some shitty vocals because niggas is going to be right in the middle of their fucking living room with the recording. TV in the background. <laughs> With a with a chaotica eyeball over the shit, thinking that, that they, they, they lyrics is coming out clean. You know who got distressed? <laughs> niggas like me, who's getting a vocal of this nigga sounding like he's on the top of the Himalayas, and then trying to fucking <laughs> think he gotta fucking get the vocals to sound popping, boy. And I'm just like, boy, my nigga, son, I can hear the horns outside, boy. I can hear the fire engine going down the street, sir. <laughs> Like you can't think I'm gonna be able to mix this shit and fucking give you these these um fucking excellent sounding vocals. It's just not possible. So you know, hey, it is what it is, man. But you know what? I'm just glad that cats are still you know being creative and that you know people are still making music. So that's the main part. Speaking of speaking of creativity. This nigga Teddy Riley was trying to fucking put on a whole con- a quarantine concert in his goddamn house. I tell you, boy. House. Yeah. I watched them. Join- the second so, one was pretty dope, though. The, 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 one that, the, one, the second one they did was pretty nice. Yeah, the second one was great. Uh, the second one was dope. Um, that had The technical difficulties had more to do with IG than anything else. But that first one had me on the floor, son. This nigga was really trying to perform with 32 niggas in the back, bro. 32 niggas in the back, bro. This one nigga dancing on cue. I was just like, yo. (laughs) Yo, when that shit came on, son, I remember watching the top of it, son. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? This nigga came on like he was at a show. And I'm like, is this nigga not getting the memo? This nigga baby face over there chilling with his rockets in the background. This nigga Teddy Riley. This nigga, yo, this nigga, this nigga, fucking babyface was chilling, yeah, baby bro. Face was this nigga chilling. had on a, on, on. <laughs> this nigga was chilling and had a studio in the background. Teddy Riley got a whole production crew, whole production just, crew. just sitting there. This nigga ain't know what's up. I'm like, yo, what is like, happening? Nigga broke four rules trying to do an Instagram live battle. Like, what the fuck, my nigga? Like, and then the, the, that shit I was, was hilarious. Like, nah, he's doing a lot. 
But um, the second the second version of who y'all had winning that? Um, honestly, bro. Um, you go first, distinguish. I was gonna say honestly, from what I saw, and from the comments and how they were playing records back to back, and how they were like talking to each other, like baiting each other. To me, Teddy Riley took that shit, boy. Okay. No, you think so? I felt like Babyface took it. To me, I think they both won in different ways, man. Songwriting, Babyface took it for sure. Mm. Production, Teddy Riley. That's what I'm saying. Production, I feel like Teddy Riley definitely took that shit. Teddy Mm -hmm. Riley took the production because as much as. Yeah, I mean, he has a range. Teddy had a range. Exactly. You know the Babyface sound. You feel me? You know what they were sounding like. You know his, you know his melody, you know his chord progressions. In terms of production, I know a Babyface production. And it depends too, because if you need an R&B smooth melodic hit, Babyface is your guy. If you need punchy dance with dance rhythmic hip hop drums, and you know that that swing to your sound, Teddy Riley was mm-hmm. it. And I, I don't know if y'all noticed, but Teddy Riley actually was the one who put on the Neptunes. Bro, so I didn't. I didn't. I, I learned a lot about him watching that, though. I learned a lot about him. Yeah, Teddy yeah. Riley was the one who put on the Neptune. Neptunes actually produced um, um. Really? That was the Neptunes who produced that. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, Teddy Riley was the first one to give the Neptunes their shot. And the Neptunes is who brought on Timbo. So, yeah. um, That's actually how the Neptunes got discovered was through Teddy Riley. So, Teddy Riley is the GOAT in his own way. But like I said, for me, songwriter, babyface for sure. But um, production, Teddy Riley for sure. Mm. Well, it was an amazing experience for sure. It was definitely a, a something yeah, that's that for the will culture. go down in music yeah, history. For for sh- yeah, Big that was fact. definitely for the culture. So for the culture, Idris is saying that he thinks that we might want to quarantine for a week or shut down for a week in mem- in remembrance of what happened in 2020 in in future years How i am with that, that motherfucker 1000 percent i think it's a wonderful idea i i don't think it's a bad idea either like i i mean maybe not a week because that's a long time but um i definitely think like a three-day shutdown or even if they want to start off with like a day shutdown where as as a national Rem- remembrance day where you know businesses are just closed for the day and nothing but essential businesses you, you are know open. what though to to, um, to up the ante on that x if we're going to go that if if we're going to go to that extent nigga whatever day that is however they roll it out a day a weekend uh, a few hours a week that needs to be a law that is governed not like that needs to be a universal law that needs to be everywhere not just the united states that needs to be in every fucking country and people's families who was either directly affected or like they find a way to do something it doesn't even have to be money that they find a way to do something for them because a lot of people are going to come out of this alive just like how a lot of people are not going to come out of this they're they're, they're dead already kind of like kind of like the 9-11 memorials where you know the for the morning time, for like three hours, they're Legit. remembering everybody. Every year. They don't but, miss that um, shit. Every fucking year they do it. A lot of people dragged him for it, though. A lot, I just feel like a lot of people are dragging Idris ever since he was one of the first celebrities to say that he contracted mm. the virus. Like, 
when everybody was still on their conspiracy mm. shit and they were like, oh, they paying celebrities to say that they got the virus, niggas started dragging Idris. So now every time he says something, they trying to drag him for it because they were definitely a lot of people saying like, oh, that's the dumbest thing they ever heard of. And yeah, I think, oh, I think he just um, said are it. you going to pay for everybody? I was going to say, I, I just think he said it too early. Like niggas is already, niggas is already tight that they, they're locked up and they're cooped up right now. It was just too early for him that's to bring fact. it up. I think he should have. He needed to wait till the dust settles a little bit and be like, yo, like, we just went through a crazy experience, but I think we might have to, you know, implement something of this nature to just help not only our well-beings as humans, but to help the planet out. So, but, you know, people are too self. Too self and don't, and, 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 I actually don't think he said it too early because that's, to me, that's like saying we're going to get a second wave. We haven't even fully gotten or comprehended this wave and niggas is already talking about the second wave might be happening during elections. I'm like, how the fuck y'all niggas know that? And they saying based on numbers and based on how they see shit going, um, that's where we headed. That's the second wave. It's gonna be around the fall. If if it moves like the flu, it will come back in the fall. If if this is like, cause there have been there have been viruses like the swine flu that only were really relevant for like a year or so. And then they died out. Um, but if it moves like the traditional flu, where it's it, it's a seasonal thing that is going to come around every mm-hmm. winter, then yeah, we we're gonna we're gonna see that. That's what they're they're hoping doesn't happen. But they keep saying they're, they're predicting that there will be a second wave. And if it is, I think it's. I mean, it's obviously going to hit a lot harder because I don't think it's going to be easy to shut everybody down nah, again. Nah. That's, that's definitely not, not something happen. that people are going to be yeah, willing people are to not do. With that. I, I see because we don't know much yet and people are learning day by day, if and when the second wave comes, there's going to be more of a resistance. Way more of a, It's probably going to be bad. Probably going to be bad. A lot of people, because of, because of the, you know, a lot of people lost yeah. their job and all of that. Like, if it's the same type of, all right, everybody's going to have to shut down and you can't go to work and stuff. There's going to be a lot of people. We're already seeing niggas protest and act stupid and I do dumb shit protest. now. I don't know about um, But I think that it's going to, even the people who are sensible and aren't trying to go that deep are going to kind of be like, all right, well, I think there's just a mistrust in the air, too, because it's kind of like, all right, well, y'all niggas said y'all, y'all was going to handle things while we had to stay quarantined. But I ain't seen my my relief check yet, yeah. or I didn't. I, I applied for the bl- the business loan, <laughs> and yeah, and then yeah, niggas dried up out of money, and now I'm finding out big ass corporations that didn't even got need it. it, you know, got my money. So it's like, oh, like fuck that. I'm not nah, nigga. We we staying open. Like, what's up? <laughs> nah, nigga, so we I staying them, open. The <laughs> facts, like. Nigga, I will sleep at my job. What's cooking? But Facts. And I don't, I don't, I, I don't know, bro. Um, it's it's just a skeptical, a very skeptical, you know, situation we're caught up in where you don't have a choice but to try and you don't have a choice but to, you know, look, turn a blind eye almost because the country is not moving as efficiently as they need to move, even though they know we're in a crisis. Even when it comes down to unemployment, there's still a lot of people who can't get unemployment yet. You feel me? And you know, you're they're giving out the stimulus check, and twelve hundred dollars still ain't enough to pay your rent. You feel me? Like it's a it's a it's a tough situation for everybody, and 
I don't know. Idris Elba, I think 12? his intentions was right, but I don't know. I don't want to discredit $1,200. Like, I'm not saying that it's not helpful, but it ain't shit in the larger all scope right. of things all right. at all. Like, like you know, a one-time payment of $1,200. It may be helping niggas in the Midwest and, and maybe niggas on... Um, in the South and stuff, that might be like a good enough thing for them to, to handle. Um, but I just know that a lot of niggas in New York, that literally does not somebody, cover their rent. And it's not like landlords are, are, are telling niggas that they want to Somebody did the math and basically, we all know simple math. Guys, you guys know what, what 30 divided by 1200 <laughs> is, right? That's 40, guys. That means niggas is really getting paid $40 an hour. Heard you, Donald Trump. Thank you, administration. Doing such an amazing job. $40 a day, you mean? $40 a day is wild. <laughs> yeah, $40 a day, bro. $1,200. Thinking about that you is crazy, too. About it too. It's also kind of wild because they're not even saying they're going to give it out next month. Yeah. <laughs> like, rent, rent ain't due May 1st, nigga. Like, the fuck is up? Fuck y'all niggas thought like people's Yeah, I know that the house was working on a bill that they would pay people two thousand a month for until the pandemic was over. But it just seems like the government itself is in Nigga, a fucking we need disarray. 5, they don't know, what, or they don't know up, down. Fuck here. Five thousand will help a lot of niggas That's get back a on their feet. That's a fact. Like what, nigga? Niggas will bounce back, boy. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody opening, Everybody up, a opening up a business, business after, after that one. Month. I promise you that. Mm, five thousand a month. Everybody, nigga, five thousand, nigga. We doing a podcast at the fucking Taj Mahal, nigga. We not doing that shit at the office. When we out, we out this bitch. <laughs> I'm dead ass, nigga. We, we gonna have a bigger Everybody room. We gonna have a bathroom in the office. <laughs> every every nigga gonna have a fur coat. <laughs> a lot of chinchillas gonna be um, for the summertime. So, I, I couldn't wait to get to this portion of the fucking conversation. SZA went live yesterday. Okay. And oh my God. Yo, SZA just gets better and better with, with like time. She is gorgeous. So, she was on, on live and she was on live with Lizzo. And these niggas had a whole earthy concert. So, Lizzo started playing the flute, the flute and then I don't even know what SZA was doing. Um, but SZA had some bowl and she was rubbing the rim of the bowl and shit was just looking all right. So she apparently is going to be doing, she's going to be doing a series where she goes live every day or every week and she brings someone new, one of her new friends on it. Like she says last night she was trying to bring Janae on, but Janae wasn't answering. Janae was so back blown she's up, going... That's what I said. I was like, Janae definitely texted back and said, girl, I was fucking. Like, but SZA is definitely a great interviewer. That's what I learned from that live. But um, it led me to this question that I think has never been answered for the ages. And I think we, as the brothers of Dad Hats and Bowties, need to offer some clarity for all the listeners out there as to who puts it down better. Is it the earthy chicks or the nasty ratchet chicks? Wow, that is a fucking Dang, great question. Son, that's a fantastic question, son. <laughs> wow, I don't. Um, well, we gotta be honest. Like, um, How many chicks have we fucked with <laughs> that were more earthy than ratchet? I feel like I'm, 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 I'm in between. I can't answer I, that question. I think sir. I got a decent balance. 
I've I've dealt with a chick who was ratchet and oh, wow. earthy oh, before. Okay. I've I've dealt with earthy chicks and I've dealt with with ratchet chicks. Um, there's a there's definitely a distinction there between how ratchet t- chicks put it down versus earthy chicks. Like this ain't no uh, hypothetical that niggas is just popping out the air. Um, for me, I think earthy chicks put it down better, and I'm gonna tell you why. Because earthy chicks are usually down with whatever. Right. Earthy chicks, earthy chicks, they don't give a f- like. They will try because earthy chicks are all into this. Like it's an experience and it's a moment. They will try exactly. anything. They oftentimes are down with with wild They're unicorns, stuff. my nigga. Like, let's cut. Let's cut it out. They're unicorns, baby. Yeah. yeah. If 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 you if a shorty walk into your crib and she got the waist beads yeah. on, you about to have. I definitely of your life. had the time of my life. Oh my god. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> now with the ratchet chicks, the ratchet chicks will do everything that they've seen to be nasty, quote unquote, and ratchet. Like they'll give you a nice little twerk show. They will give you the wild sloppy top. Like they'll Correct. wild out. But they have a limit. I feel like ratchet chicks do have a limit. It, it, it's different for each ratchet chick. But ratchet chicks won't do certain things because they, uh-uh, nigga, you're not about to have me. Like Earthy Chicks is not giving you all that. Earthy Chicks will the it's it's a part of the Zen. <laughs> like it, you oh, you wanna do that? Zen. Okay. They you said what this thing is the the They will definitely just go with the flow, I could tell you that much. Um meanwhile, Ratchet Chicks, like you said, they tend to they'll do as much as they wanna do. You feel me? Like it's not Exactly they're not I, I find that Ratchet Chicks aren't pleasers. They're just doing whatever they want to do as long as it as long as they think it's fun. Right. Meanwhile, I find that most earthy chicks are pleasers. They they'll they'll do whatever it takes to make you happy because they they enjoy that 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 fact of knowing that you're having fun. Listen, so this is this is what it is with an earthy chick. I got although it. Although I've never partaked in any of these activities. I got it, my nigga. I'm ready. I'm, this is all speculation. I I've never I've I got never partaked it. in any of these things, you know. I'm just it's all okay. speculation. All right, uh, earth, you know. a, a earthy chick <laughs> will say, "Whatever time you want to pull up, pull up. I'm here." That's a fact. A mm. earthy chick, a earthy That's chick a will get to the crib. A earthy chick will be like, "Do you want anything to eat before we do what we do? I just want to make sure you're good." When she, when you hear those words, they're, they're not, not playing, playing no games. No games. They're not, they not. They exactly. know you're here to when, fuck. Like earthy because they part of the earth, the fuck aspect Correct. is natural. It's a part of the earth, so they're not playing right. no game with it. They know, they, they know. Yo, I'm coming to pull up. That's okay, it. cool. So we're gonna fuck. Like they have that in their head. The ratchet chick, you gotta play a little bit of a game. You gotta buy bottles. You right. gotta get the henny. Right. You gotta buy right. smoke. Right. Uh, earthy chick, because I've had one in my life. She would. She she will say distinguish. I will roll up for you. I'll light it for you. Is there anything else I need to do for you before we fuck? I'm like, nah, I'm good. All right, cool. I just want to make sure you good. Because you in my house. I'm going to take care of you. Nigga, that's when you know you about to have the most amazing sex of your life. Nigga, you might see Adam and Eve when you fuck her pussy. You might see, you might see Adam and Eve. <laughs> yeah, 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 I've heard yeah. these things. You feel me? I've heard these things in, in previous situations. <laughs> I've only heard about these things, you know. Nigga said I've heard I, these things. I, I'm I dead. I can only speculate. Nigga said I've heard these interesting things. Interesting situation. 
Did they now, take care of you? Earthy now, if there's any care. downfalls about the earthy chick, is there? There's some earthy chicks that go to the extreme and they real earthy, where it's like they ain't trying to wash and stuff like that. But that's a whole. That's a that's yeah. I feel like that's beyond you. That that's something else. They ain't trying to shave. They ain't trying to shave and yeah. wash up. You know, like listen, um, <laughs> I've heard that a, a hairy, a hairy chocha is is thing. You know, I've only heard these things. So I don't, I don't know. You know, I can only speculate. I mean, I'm even. I, I don't have no issue with the bush. You I don't know, care you know either. I mean? Like yeah, I don't it really is what care. it is. I'm still gonna eat that yeah, shit. I've heard that there's but, benefits um, to it. You know. What? <laughs> All right, son. Hey, man. So this shit that I read early, or uh, I was listening to earlier today, really blew my mind because I think it's true, and it just it really saddens me. And I was reading. That black men may be responsible for re-electing Donald Trump in in 2020. How? And the, the reason why, so the statistics have been showing that when Donald Trump originally went for re, for, for election to get elected, um, 7% of black people, I guess, supported or voted for him. Apparently, in a new poll, it seems like 14% of, of black people support Donald Trump now in America and of that uh 14% the large majority of it is black wow. men it's not wow. black women so um it to me that's really disheartening shit to hear because i know the type of black niggas that are are trying to vote for Trump like i know i can see them and i guess my question was originally is like is there is is there a good reason to stand on to vote for Trump besides if you're rich and you're you're thinking about economic uh I guess advantages that you would get? Is there any other reason that that Trump would appeal to a black man? Well, when- think about it from this point of view, right? If you are rich and you could afford whatever you need to afford, what is the disadvantage of voting for him? I'm saying, regard, let's, we all know that people make the argument about finances. So uh, taking that out of the equation, what would be a reason to, to vote for him? There is no other reason to vote for him. And I look at the political process solely based on, it all depends. Let, let me Let me not, let me not, let me not state something that that could be taken out of context. I think if you look at if you got to look at it from two points of view, and that's it comes down to what makes you partake in the political process. What motivates you to take part in this political process? Are you taking part of the political process strictly based off the democratic privilege we have as as citizens of this country to say vote? and vote that these change affect a general premise or are you partaking in the political process because you're voting for someone who suits the needs of what you're trying to get because that's how mm-hmm. it, it comes down to how you look at this thing for me personally i vote for the person who suits my needs so if this person is speaking to the needs that i need to get taken care of that's going to benefit me and the people around me then that's the reason I'm voting for this person. It's not solely based on my moral compass, 
Because if that's the case, we would never really vote for someone because they never really have us in mind. All you could do is vote for the person that best appeals to the achievements you're trying to get. So, and that's just, this is my opinion. Well, statistic, statistically, most people vote for the person they like. Um, that's what, I guess, statistics have shown when they, when they poll people um, who have voted. Um, a lot of Americans will vote for the person that they like or... Um, they have an affinity towards, and then everything else kind of comes secondary. Um, but I, I don't know, man. I just feel like the pros definitely outweigh the cons when it comes to Trump. I feel like every once they realized that Trump wasn't gonna put niggas back in chains, people kind of relaxed and was like, "Oh, okay. Well, he's not that bad." But um, I mean, I think it's fifty-fifty for me. I, I definitely vote based off of needs at the moment. Um, because I, I've said it before, if the if the Republican Party was really just about its principles, um, and not all of the other extra shit that they throw in there, like without the identity politics that ends up becoming part of their platform, there are reasons and times that I could see myself voting for a Republican. Um, not this, not this reality is Republican, but solely based off of what the Republican Party was built on, like the conservatism and and those aspects of um, the worldview for America at times. Um, but I obviously I also because I vote voted democratically more often than not. Um, I see a lot in, in that capacity, too. Um, so it to me, yeah, I can see it in terms of like, yo, what makes the most sense um but it's also about the person too you know because i i foresaw that trump didn't know what to do when he got in office and i think for him it, it was just a matter of like oh well as long as i get it that everybody is is fed that's the biggest distraction if everybody's making money and everybody feels like they're progressing with their wealth Everyone's going to shut up and watch as I ban niggas from entering the country, watch as I have kids in cages, watch as I take liberties away, um, civil, civil liberties, and, and watch as I start to demoralize people into believing into the media so that at some point I can censor the media and no one's really going to fight me on it. So, like, I saw that he didn't know what the fuck he was doing, but I just feel like black men just certain black men get into this space where it's just like the agenda is solely about black men and they're not thinking about anybody else, um, including the black woman. And a lot of Trump's policies are disproportionately affecting black women and, and others, you know, as well as black men. But on the latter end of it, it's like black women that are really getting the brunt of his changes in policies, his fight against certain uh, procedures that we could have a moral argument all day. But at the end of the day, we also know that like there are a lot of circumstances where maybe we should just leave certain laws intact until we can have further conversations. But it's just a lot of attacks on on people who are not privileged. And it's just kind of like when you're still willing to do that, 
that's why a lot of times certain people call black men the the white men of the minority uh-huh. community. And I can see that when niggas is willing to to disregard certain things and just vote for Trump. And I'm not saying everybody that does that is an idiot or bad or whatever the case is. But at least from my experience, the black men that I've seen or the black men that I've spoken to that are willing to vote for Trump or want to vote for Trump is it's always more of a selfish reason or it's always more of a, well, if I'm good, than this. And it's always like they're easily manipulated by the things that are said by, you know, the alternative viewpoints that really don't make no fucking sense. But people throw it out there and make it sound good, like Candace Owens, like Kanye, where they just throw these ideologies out there and be like, well, no, well, the Democratic, da 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 da. So that means in order to change things, we need to do da 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 da. And it's like, you don't make any sense because at this point, point in time at this moment in time you know certain people are doing worse than this idea of oh da 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 so you should leave the democratic party or whatever it is it's like no the democratic party is not fucking all put together and is not all the way positive either but the arguments that y'all making in in reference to this is why you should vote for trump are like super shallow Mm. But yeah, um, sad, sad to me um, that that that's happening. Um, so Regina Carter says that she would never be cool with dating a dude that would repost a video of a girl shaking her ass. Um, that even if it belongs to that their boy, her boyfriend at the time's music, um, she would never be cool with a, a dude going to a club with naked women walking around, half naked women, and she would never be cool with. A boy she's dating, a dude she's dating, posting another pic of a half-naked girl. And this is all reference to YFN uh, Lucci and her breakup. You know, when they bro- broke up, I guess it was some cucumber party that the nigga threw. I totally missed that whole situation. But um, based off of what she said, though, is she right? Wrong? That sounds more of a um, Regine Carter problem, brother. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. called the regime, right? Yeah, Regine, for sure. Like a Regine uh. Carter problem to me. Cause I don't it, know, bro. I'm... Go ahead, Descent. I was going to say, it kind of reminds me of, you know, you're in a relationship and your girl is censoring you from doing certain stuff. We all know I was in a situation like that many years ago. And I just couldn't do mad shit. I had to censor what the fuck I was posting or censor if I was liking people pics and then getting phone calls from my girl like you liking these bitches pic you can't like my pic I see you every fucking day you want me to fucking tap your forehead like I'm double tapping on Instagram um so I don't know um I think that it's a Regine Carter problem um because of the way that she has allowed that one situation to now make her come up with all of these like new um, these new factors that must be adhered or she just don't fuck with it altogether. And again, that's on her because I guarantee a lot of other women don't give a fuck about what she just said. They don't care about that. I mean, I look at it like this, bro. And I, I thought about this for a minute and I was, I was, you know, my wife is a little bit lenient, but at the same time I thought about it and I'm just like, what if my wife... If whatever reason I go in her phone and I scroll through her phone and all I see is pictures of niggas with big dicks, 
how would I feel about that? Or mm-hmm. or how would I feel if every time I go on her page, she's posting a nigga up on her page talking about goals or watching a, a stripper video of some nigga slapping a bitch with a dick in his face. Like, <laughs> just slapping the... Slapping nigga, slapping. deep flow, boy, that voice change, or nigga. How would, how would I feel if every time I go on her gram, she's liking certain niggas' pictures? But she never likes my pitches. Bro, your or wife is with you every about, fucking day. A it pitch doesn't my matter, nigga? though, bro. It doesn't matter, bro. You might say that now, bro, but when it happens continuously, it starts to become... You start to question it, bro. Nah, bro. I don't you know. You can't be that desensitized from it, bro. If you're that desensitized from it, then you all you have to start questioning yourself because then that shows... How much you care about that person, bro? It has not... to bother you at some point. <laughs> no, it doesn't, my brother. No, it doesn't. Hey, hey, listen, bro. Maybe, maybe you might not feel that way, or maybe you've not been in that particular predicament before. But if if that if every time you catch your girl, she's looking at some next nigga, bro, that becomes a problem, son. Te- technically, bro, this this is the reality, D Flow. If my girl is looking at um, if my girl gives hearts on XAB page more than she does on my page and she's leaving comments under his photos or she's leaving whatever, I am not going to internalize that as, damn, I think there may be something going on, even if I didn't even know XAB. The point is, I don't think that it's more of a somebody being desensitized i think it's somebody to choose what they're allowing to affect their mental space at that particular moment in time and if you know yourself if you say you do know yourself which i feel like all three of us on here we definitely know ourselves feel that we know what is going to get us tight we know what's going to make us question things i don't think our girl or our wife or anybody that we're talking to i don't think we should allow what they do on the social media and affect us to the point where we now got to question if they talking to niggas in their phone or if they post an X amount of videos. Because I know out of the three of us, I'm probably going to be the most questionable nigga when I get married. I post the most wackiest shit at times. Niggas be like, yo, is this the same nigga that posted that shit the other day about upliftment? This nigga talking about eating the ass right now. What the fuck is going Oh, he only does this on Wednesdays. Got you. This shit don't matter. People are going to have an opinion. I don't think we should internalize it the way that uh, Regine Carter is breaking it down and even with just saying because I feel like that right there is, is more scary than my girl liking niggas picks. I mean, Regine Carter is a bit more extreme, but what I'm looking <clears throat> at it from the point of view is mm-hmm. if if I don't know this nigga, right? Right. But every time my girl goes, she comments on this nigga picks. Looking handsome, boy, then like his picks. <laughs> At some point, you're going to be like, what's good with you and this nigga? Like, what is your fascination with this particular person? Why are you so hung up on this particular person? She's married to you. At the end of the day. But the nigga's cuter than you. That's it. At the same point, though, bro, (laughs) you have to look at it from the point of view where if you're comfortable, listen, I'm, I'm cool with fascination within within other people like if you find another person fascinating or if you find another person attractive it's one thing but what i'm not cool with is you fantasizing or you replacing the thought of me 
with that next person. That I'm not cool with. Okay. You're, I don't I don't believe in that. You shouldn't have to. If you're not attracted to me anymore, then let's just stay that. We're not going to play this game where you have to step outside of your thought of me in order to be around me. You feel me? Like that I'm not cool with. And I would never encourage that because if that's the case, then the thought, the thought of the, the, the attraction and the love being there gets tarnished. Now I can still have love for you and I can still respect you, but a big part of surviving this thing is to also find that person attractive and wanting to be around them. The minute that want gets diminished, then why the fuck are we doing this besides maintaining a family? I think, um, just to jump in here, I think there's, there's points on both sides. I think where the, where the rubber meets the road will be if actions are, if actions done online (laughs) translate to actions done offline. So if it's a matter of, for instance, if my if my girl's like, yeah, my homegirl's getting married, we all gonna go to a bachelor party, we're going to a strip club. I don't personally see myself being upset about that. Alright, go to the strip club. I know what's gonna happen there. Like, it is what it is. Now, I do, I was thinking about this earlier. I was like, I would probably feel a little bit more questionable if it's like, yo, me, my homegirls, and some of our homeboys are all going to the strip club. That to me comes off a little bit more weird because it's like I know niggas in strip clubs and what they trying to do when they have a table and they have a bunch of chicks at the table and all of that. Like I feel like I'd be a little bit more and this is all depending on who I'm with, of course, because if I'm with someone that I trust trust completely, I'm not really thinking about it. But just in terms of what she was saying, um, but the the things online, if there's certain pictures that you're liking and stuff like that, it only would bother me if like there seems to be an issue within the home. Like I think that's both what you both of y'all are kind of kind of alluding to to yeah. some extent is like if 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 there's an issue between us and you're out there liking and leaving wild com like me and you just got to an argument, but you under some other nigga page talking about. Damn, Zaddy looking good. Yeah, we we got a problem. We, we might have a problem. Have a problem. Like, now, now I'm gonna have to be like, oh, word. That that's how you feeling. You know, because now you like, either being petty, yeah, pet, or, the pettiness, yeah, or, the pettiness for sure. Or if you, if you yeah, gonna be like, yo, you know, something gonna else go is the, going on here. I'm gonna go to the strip club with my homegirls, and then I get a picture of some nigga slapping you, and the slapper slaps. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not cool with that. I'm not cool with that. You feel me? Like that's that's not a that's not an okay thing for me. You feel me? I don't. I don't do the slappy slaps. How this nigga get to do the slappy slaps? Flo really got the gloves on towards the end of this fucking episode. Oh shit! Nah, but but for real, like if I know you going to the strip club and you chilling or whatever, I don't give a fuck. But yeah, I I could see myself definitely getting upset. If I get a, a mysterious video of you getting dick slapped by Mandingo. Honestly, man, I'm different. I honestly, my girl go to the strip club with her friends and I see that and be like, yo, so I saw the video. Did you have fun? Like, I'm get not... the fuck out of here, bro. <laughs> yo, yeah, this nigga is straight lying, no, bro. I'm dead ass. I'm dead ass. You can't be tight, you, I don't think. I don't think that you're... You probably... <laughs> 
have a con- you may not go to the extremes that Flo <laughs> might go to, but you're not going to be sitting there talking about yo, yeah, she got she got dick slap. <laughs> nah, nigga, you're the same nigga that when that shorty when that video was going around of that shorty fucking getting fucked by the stripper. You were the same nigga was like, yo, the, the, she yo, was that shit was crazy. So, oh my god, yo, that was that was entertainment on a whole nother level. And then they said that that girl, she, the girl that was sucking the dick, she was getting married the next day. I was like, god damn, I probably would have asked her, yo, oh, did nah, you at least put that, two breakfasts in your mouth? Bananas. <laughs> I'm not canceling the wedding. I got too yeah, much. Yeah, I don't. So we got to figure this out. I, oh, nah, I can that, understand that, that you you might not bro. get up, upset. <laughs> but nah, no, I don't think anybody. I don't think anybody is going to just be like it's a non-factor. You have to, you have to ask. No, no, at you, that you point. definitely you ask them, to, but we just have to control how we're asking them because you can ask a question and be cool, calm, and collective. But then you can ask a question and then you end up getting shot like the nigga got shot on World Star the other day. So I don't know, son. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just think that at the end of the day, when someone does something. That is, it kind of is counter to what you claim you were building right. with them. Then you have you have the right to be like, yo, what the fuck is going on here? Like, if you're claiming you want us to be in this monogamous, this, that, and then it's all based off whatever conversations you have right. with someone. Because if you're in a situation where everything is free flowing from jump, and y'all cool with that, you're not gonna be upset. Like, if you know, like, yeah, my girl is wild. She might suck a dick when I'm not around <laughs> her, but I'm cool with that. Nah, y'all. Okay, my nigga. I'm not. No. Flo, listen to what I'm saying. If you're cool with that from jump, then you're going to be cool with that. Now, if you're not cool (laughs) with that, then, then, yeah, that's going to cause a a friction. Like, if that's not what y'all were building from jump, if y'all said, like, yo, I'm monogamous, we, like, we're trying to build this, me and you, and, like, you don't want me to be out here doing da 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 da. And so I'm expecting the same from you. Then the moment I see you at the strip club getting dick slapped, then yeah, I'm but like, check Yo, this out, bro. What the but, fuck but, is but, that? X, check this out. And female audience, please weigh in. Keep it a thousand. You know how many chicks I've spoken to, bro? And they will go to the club with their female friends, not tell their nigga that they doing wild sexual shit with their female friends, then get mad. When a nigga is caught up in some scandal, bitch, you was just sucking Tatiana titties in the bathroom last week at fucking Club Lev. What are you talking about? And then you telling me that you and her hey, friends. Chick, yo, chicks will do the wildest shit, get away with it. It's only when niggas do shit and get caught, that's when it's a problem. I ain't trying to hear that, son. I'm trying to hear that, man. What I will, chicks do wacky shit all the, day. The slight double standard in that aspect of it, on the on the flip of the not usual double standard, is like a chick will gather up all of her friends and go to the club, and it's half expected that they might wind up on a dude or something like that. Let a nigga go to the club and, and have a video of him giving a girl a too sweet of a wine. That's it. That <laughs> stabbed That's on. it. The cussing. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah. You wanna be out here acting like you fucking Michelle Montana? Montano, fuck out of here! Like you got the best wine ass nigga, I nigga. <laughs> you you can like once you in a relationship, you could dance with a girl, but that shit better look dry as fuck. You almost the has to look you, you look cannot like you're enjoy it. A girl a... You can't enjoy it, bro. You just gotta stand there and just look at it and be like, yeah, she she just happy and, 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 and act like a nigga that don't know how to that, wine. The it. moment you give a sweet wine to somebody, 
Oh, nah. <laughs> nigga said sweet wine. Huh? Nah, you getting stabbed, bro. But me as a nigga, you go to the club and you dance with some niggas at the club. I got to half just be like, oh, yeah, that's what girls do when they go to the club. Like, or or you go to the club and a nigga buy a section and you sitting all up in the nigga section. Oh, yeah, nah, she just was chilling with her homegirls. Let, let, let me as a nigga buy a section and have some random girls in my section and my girl find out. Like, that ain't... That ain't <laughs> Those cheap. things don't ever fly. But uh, but yeah. So I I think it's it really is about the communication though. It's it's, it's about like what you and your partner kind of establish as a norm between y'all in y'all relationship that is going to determine how you feel about it. And Regine is young, so she's still figuring out her norms. So and YF and Lucci just sound like he was wilding anyway. He did say though, the stuff that she's talking about was stuff that was helping him get money. So that's a whole nother component now added into the conversation. Because if I'm... Re- I mean, if it was about Brad, he got to get his money. If I'm reposting a video because the that repost is somehow like getting bread back to me, or if I'm at the cucumber party like this nigga was because I'm getting paid to be there. <laughs> I'm getting paid to be there. The conversation kind of has to evolve a little bit. Um, not to say that he probably still was doing fuckboy shit. He probably was. But um, like if if one of us is a male gigolo and that's what's bringing in 10k a month, you gonna tell me to stop being a male gigolo? That's and, a fact. And, and let go of that bread. Not until you give me a oh. good solution on how we gonna make the bread other ways. <laughs> Facts, and I've had girls say that to me. Um, not not to me specifically, but saying like, oh, they were in relationships. Where niggas would get upset that they was a stripper and stuff, and they would be like, "All right, but this is how I'm making money. So are you gonna, are you gonna supplement this money? Otherwise, if you're not, you gotta shut up. Like you can't tell me what I'm supposed to do. So, or sucks. just fucking get out the fucking relationship because niggas ain't trying to hear. First of all, a chick encouraging a nigga to pick up shifts at the job—that's a chick that you wanna, you know, what I mean, keep in the corner. But a chick telling you, "Oh, I don't know," or trying to stop the funds. And then don't have a backup plan for you or any suggestions. Yeah, just like you said, shut the fuck up. Shut up. So, the baby released a new project. Did anybody listen to it? I haven't um, heard it yet. No, but I did hear this. I did hear the record with him and um Mag. That shit is off the fucking chain. Goddamn. Flo, what'd you say? I haven't gotten a chance to listen to it yet. Um, I'm probably listening to it this weekend. So, regardless of hearing it or not, do you think it's too soon for him to be putting out another full length project? Didn't he just release nah. Kirk like earlier this year? Yeah, it was probably in a, within a few months, couple months. Probably January, but I mean, hey, I guess this goes that to, just goes to show you how much uh, content he has. To me, to me, I think it's a little bit much, but I think the argument is, I think you know, the new artists are kind of, <clears throat> are kind of trying to change the change the game. And release music at a quicker pace, like every six months or so. Because, you know, Meg also did Fever that wasn't that long ago. And then she put out uh, Sugar. Um, So I feel like this is some type of strategy that maybe I'm not privy to. But um, for me personally, I feel like it's too soon. You're not not able to let your records breathe 
and not able to let people miss you a little well, bit. Well, actually, bro, um, he, he's I, he, he's releasing a project every six months. I'm on Spotify right now, and actually, Kurt came out September 27th, and this one came out April. It's been six months, and yeah. and baby yeah, so. baby on baby came out um March 1st last year. So actually, yeah, he is releasing a project oh, wow. every six months. I mean that's a bit much to me. That's a lot. That's a lot. You you gotta you gotta let. I feel like as an artist, you gotta let there be a little bit of breath to let people kind of miss you. I see the flip side of it too, though, because it's like, all right, the baby is hot right now. Yeah. I think so we're in a climate where there's so much music being put out. If you're not constantly stimulating your fans, you kind of get unless you really become a staple, they kind of forget you. To be honest with you. And an artist like like mm. little like the baby, not to throw shade on him, is six months without hearing from you. You kind of forget about him, to be honest. So um, yeah, but, I mean, he been trying that little antics for the last couple of months, slapping niggas and shit. But yeah. uh, I, I I guess I mean I'm I, I'm even I can't argue that point. Yeah, yet. even Meg, if Meg doesn't release no music for six months, and another chick pops, who's Meg the Stallion? You feel me? Like, this is just, just the reality uh, of where I the just, industry is right now. I just feel like you run the risk of oversaturating your own sound. And if you're not putting out a solid project that... Because what really ends up making you a staple is putting out that one project that is just immaculate. Like, that that project that everybody is talking about. It happened for Drake with Take Care. It happened with Cardi. It, ha- it happens with every artist where it's like that one project kind of makes puts you in that upper echelon area. And then if you have some hits or misses in between that, cool. But we know you're capable of getting to that point. So we're always waiting for you, you to get a, back there. You bring a fantastic with, point with, with that. Yeah, with the oversaturation, it's kind of like... At some point when you start to drop, I'm not looking... Like when Sugar dropped, I wasn't looking for nothing from it. I was hoping that it was popping, but I wasn't... There's nothing for me to look for. And then when it was a disappointment for me, it was kind of like, all right, well, I'm not really looking forward to the next Meg Thee Stallion project. I'm even less enthused about it. They would have to... Like, I'm starting to feel like I know what I'm going to get from Megan instead of being like, damn, she's about to put some fire out. Now I'm in a space where I'm like, I know what I'm going to get. I'm going to get a bunch of this rapidy rap shit and these fake trying to sing shit i think what and it's starting to get the same with the baby i think what the the difference is too is a lot of times um well we all know we're, we're all in the music thing a lot of these artists they, they stay recording so cats are building up content very quickly and rather than like a chris who would build up his project throughout the course of the year but you already know when chris drops he has a few staple songs that's going to catapult and push the project forward and keep the project relevant for the next six to eight months. However, as we see when Chris does drop a project, the nigga drops 76 songs with the project because he done built up so <laughs> yeah, much content. But I think it all comes down to perspective. Like you said, you could work on a solid 12 songs for the year and put out a solid project. Or a lot of times, like maybe with the, the baby, he has a couple good songs. And he has, you know, 15, 16 songs just sitting there rather than just have it sitting in 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 um in in the in the um 
sitting and and sit in his in, in the accolades, I guess you could say, he prefers to put out a body of work and just let them be out there. Whether or not we take it as good or bad, in his mindset, I'm assuming he's just like, listen, I don't recorded these songs, paid for these beats, got everything done. They're professional. I'm just gonna put it out. Let the fans decide. Some people gonna rock with it. Some people aren't. As long as you know he's putting out content, and I, I guess the labels are happy with it. So, you know, they're still gonna put the push and make sure the numbers look alright. Yeah. So yeah, we'll see if it works out for him. I haven't really checked the numbers on any of that uh, yet to see what's what's happening. Um, Division, Division released a new project. Boy, oh fucking. Boy, I don't know if y'all listened to that shit yet, but nah. that shit hit. Nah. Division has been around for a little bit, maybe maybe four years, maybe four years, Um, signed under OVO, Drake. Mm-hmm. And this project here makes me feel like OVO finally found an artist to, to, to kind of hold the torch a little bit Um, when Drake is on his, like, off seasons. Like, Party Next Door is cool, but Party's project is still kind of, like, mid-tier for me. It's maybe, like, a six or a seven. This Division project is definitely eight or nine. Like, it's a good project. And they're R&B. They're R&B group. They're, they're made up of a producer and a singer. But um, this project was fire. So, Features was fire. So it's just two people? It's two people, but it's only really one artist. Um one person who sings the the thing but the producer is kind it's like a combo package um in a sense so it's basically drake and 40 in r&b style in, in, in a sense but they they couldn't consider themselves a group what's the name of the group? um okay they consider a group gotcha okay hmm? what's the name of that project ah uh, shit let me pull it up but yeah this this fucking project is amazing bro um the name of the project is amusing her feelings. Mm. Yeah, and then uh, let me pull it up. They have um some of the they have party next door as a feature. They got Jesse Reyes, um, future. They got Buju Bantan and Popcon as features. They have oh, wow. Summer Walker, Snow Allegra. And mm. a chick named Chantel May, which is like someone that they're cultivating. The project is fire, y'all. So, um, I definitely they got Buju. They got Buju on the shit, yeah. man. They paid a grip. <laughs> this shit is, it's a good project, bro. I'll definitely check so, it out um, for sure. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna check that shit out. And then the Dream dropped a new project as well. I haven't listened to the whole thing, um, but uh, are are y'all here for a new project from Dream? I'm here for the dream. Oh, oh, I'm here for the dream. I knew the dream was gonna come back when Dream did the shit with Tory Lanez on uh, Chicks Tape Five. I knew he was coming back. Mm. I'll see. Flo, what was... yeah, I I was trying to get it. The first song was kind of like uh for me, um, but I know that the Dream's pen is nothing to play with. Like he's a great writer, so I'm hoping that there's at least one or two songs that I really really like off the project. Um, so. So yeah, um, that's 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 it for for this week. Uh, distinguished. You want me to? You want me to do the the? What would Dad say first? 
Yeah, yeah. All right. Um. So, as many of y'all know, I mean, I said it at the top of the show. I went to a funeral this week. Um, laid some of my family members to rest. Who one of them did can uh contract the virus. Um, and so the pastor there said some something that really really resonated with me, and I thought was though it's something that I've been saying for a while. But I I just like the way he encapsulated it, and he basically said, "What what this pandemic is teaching us is to to return back to the idea that every person that you come across is a blessing, good, bad, up, down, left, right, whatever it is. That interaction of meeting someone." Um, being able to have a conversation with them, being able to be in their presence is a blessing. And the reason why that is, is simply because life itself is a blessing. If you think about life at its core essence, the the ability to create life, the like we're not beings that are just finite. We can actually create another life and things like that. That's like a miraculous thing if you just sit and think about the components of it. Um, and so just interacting with another, another human being that is alive and is with you and is present is a blessing in itself. Whether that person is, ends up being positive or negative sometimes reveals itself later down the road. But even once you come to those conclusions, a lot of negative situations teach you a lesson. You know, it's not just negative or it's not just this person was the evilest thing in the world. They may have been, but there was also something to learn if you're God willing, able to get out of said situation with the most negative person you came across. There's always a light at the end of the tunnel if you're willing to look for it. Um, and so that's part one of what dad would say. Um, and, and one of my friends had his birthday this week. Shout out to Jersey. Happy birthday. Um, and he did a Zoom party. I participated in it. Um, and one thing that I got from it because some deep conversations were had during it, um, is that another thing to take away from this pandemic is although we're our ability to be social and to some extent has been taken away, this has put a highlight on intimacy and focusing on being intimate with one, one another and being real and raw and not the distractions of what our average social outings look like. When we go out as a group and socialize and things like that, we're typically doing an event or we have an ambiance around us that keeps things very superficial. When you're stuck in your house and you get on the phone with somebody and y'all start having a conversation, I really feel like many of us have kind of alluded to it, but I really think it's, it's super true that these conversations have nowhere to go but deep. Like, I haven't had a superficial conversation since I've been home. And it always is not that my intent is for it to get deep. But people will sit on the phone and a conversation will happen. And it's like, now we're really, it's not a surface level conversation. We're really talking about something serious. Or we're really getting into how someone is thinking. Or someone is really analyzing the show that they're watching. It's not just a form of entertainment um, or distraction. And I think we tend to look at socializing as just a form of distraction to get us away from maybe something that we don't want to think about or something happening at home. But now we're kind of forced, and for some people it's bad, 
But now we're forced in these intimate settings where we really have to reevaluate what we're thinking about. Um, we really have to soak in conversations. They can't just be like a silly little thing to de-stress you from the day. They're going to get deep whether you want them to or not. So those are the two things that um, have been on my mind in terms of what's been happening. And that's what Dad would say. The Tough Knot is in the same breath, same category, same atmosphere, um, same dialect. Um, I've been having some of the most, I would like to believe, some of the most thought-provoking conversations with family members, my mom, my dad, my brothers, you know, even with the passings of people in the family and, you know, learning some truths and some stuff I never knew before. When you're in the house and the TV's off, or even if the TV's on, because of the space that the quarantine has created, it's going to force you to come to face to face with things that you were uncomfortable with and it's time to start to have these conversations um to kind of get a sense of what we need to really wrap our minds around this quarantine has showed a lot of people that we always say that you know life is short life is short but you really seen it in like real time every day shit every second shit every moment you know people didn't realize that their lives and their livelihood and the things they wanted to do can be compromised in the matter of one nation was being affected by this whole thing before we were being affected by it. And for some of us were kind of oblivious to it. In January, this shit was happening in fucking China since like December, November. and for the most part, when we first heard about it, at least when I first heard about it, I'm like, oh, they'll get over it. That's what I was saying. I was like, oh, they'll be all right. I was like, it's China. And then to see them have to lock down this uh, Wuhan for um, 79 days, I was like, oh, this is serious shit. This, this is not a joke. Um, and I feel like with having those type of conversations about disease, about health, I feel like a lot more people are going to come out of this a bit more health conscious. So I think that's a that's definitely a pro. I feel like a lot more people are going to actually take their life a bit more serious with all the other deaths that's happening. Um, and I also feel like a lot more people are going to figure out ways that they need to self-empower themselves and not just wait on their fucking government, which we see has been failing us in this in a lot of areas, that you can't just wait for the government to do something for you. You have to take action and be proactive. Can't wait. There is no, there is no waiting. Because when people wait, the longer you wait sometimes is the more shit is going to happen. So you, you got to find a way to, to, to react. And shout out to um, shout out to everybody who has been listening to us, who this podcast in particular has been getting you through your week, your day, shit, probably the rest of your fucking year. We thank you. No, that's a fact. We thank you for listening. That's a fact. And, and there have been people who have gotten in touch with me or who have access to me who have said who literally said to me yo this your podcast helps me get through the week or the day or wow is, is help see that and looking for the podcast yo where were y'all for the last couple weeks like i was looking for the i was looking for the show like i have a schedule and listening to y'all show is part of my schedule so 
you know, wow. just make sure that y'all continue to do what you do. And I just think that's powerful. I mean, I know there's a, I'm sure there's people that don't have access to us. I mean, you can always hit us up on the DM and that dad has some bow ties um, on IG. You can always enter our DM. We don't bite, but I know that there's some people who don't have access to us, who don't, who aren't able to have conversations with us, who listen on a weekly basis. And this is helpful for them and, and distinguish you hit the nail on the head with that. So you know, we're going to do what we can do to make sure that we provide the best content. We're going to figure out how to get back the video as well. We haven't decided on a on a method that we, we want to do for that yet. But, but yeah. Yeah, guys. So, uh, again, guys, thank you guys so much for tuning in. This has been another episode of Dad Has and Bowties. Stay alert. Stay informed. Be safe. Peace.